Hello, and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on Discord. This is Parker. Go by One Who Loses Bets on Discord. Nice. <laughs> this is Jeremy, uh, just Jeremy, on Discord. Welcome back, Parker, who loses bets. <laughs> Thank you. And this is Aaron. I go by Trekmore. Oh boy, I d- Parker. This I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. We've made so many terrible bets. I totally forgot about this one. I know. <laughs> you, you literally, I would probably have not even noticed for two weeks if you hadn't I, said anything. I know. I, I wanted one of the things that happened as soon as I saw all this news is I went. I think I've just lost like three bets. <laughs> I think th- at I least think, two. I I think two and cascaded into a third. I think I've lost three bets tonight. Oh, and it is three. Oh my goodness. I know. And, and you know the what? Fourth one's on the horizon. <laughs> you know what? I was actually as it was happening in the car ride, I started to get this really sinking feeling, like this tightening in my chest. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> I don't like that I'm losing so many bets. Uh but then I realized like what I'm gaining from losing all these bets, which is all this which awesome, is which is all this awesome stuff, and you know, broken fingers and stuff. Eventually, when you guys track me down, but it's you're like going the to be. worst of the Lannisters. You pay your <laughs> yeah. debts, uh-huh. but you pay them with just getting more debt. Uh-huh. Well, isn't twenty five hundred the shaved head I'm kind level? Of, I'm kind yes. of like the Bitcoin schemer of Lannisters. <laughs> just keep yeah, making you're more. like the Enron <laughs> of gambling. Yeah, yeah, just keep <laughs> just keep making more bets to cover my. They bets. can't force us to pay it, right? right? It's like the national debt. It's too I'm big. Just, I'm just inflating the value of demerits yeah. by <laughs> continuing to gain. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So I guess we'll just start here. Announcements, Parker. Um, in order, uh, so last week you were absent, so you occurred another punishment. So you've got two punishments now that we haven't handed down. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure that won't have any bad things coming. Uh-huh. Uh, then you're here this week, so you're going to be up to, down to 1,901 episodes. That's great. That that's, one is... That's going to be the old, what we call the all-time low. That one on. is special. <laughs> <laughs> write that down, folks. Yeah, write it down, guys. 1901. On we, got, we got that close. And that was all. <laughs> All right. seem like nothing. Uh, so, <laughs> oldest bets first. Parker, you bet 50 episodes that Captain America would not be an Avenger. The next Captain America came out. Yeah, I lost that bet. History Son proved that that was false. Uh, yeah. So, you're going to be at 1951. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, scrolling down here. Now, we have the next Ultron model will be six points. And I was so sure of that. You were very sure of that. Uh, you bet 200 episodes on that one. So, yep. that's... that's that's gonna that's gonna be a stinger. Mm. So that's gonna be twenty one fifty one. Uh oh. And then we bet. Uh, uh, what was this? Four to one in four Parker. So uh, you bet two hundred fifty episodes. You're gonna lose two fifty instead of gaining a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, you were gonna get to one thousand probation episodes before you got to two thousand probation episodes. Mm-hmm. I think you're at like nineteen hundred when that happened. I don't know why you decided to make that bet. Oh, it was I did really give you four to one to odds, though. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go to twenty four oh one. It looks like. Oh boy, this is a this is a dark day. <laughs> boy, only for but one you of know, us. good things are on the horizon. Uh, <laughs> good things are on the horizon. I'm just looking for that next right thing. It's gonna happen. It's coming. The next right um, thing. <laughs> the next yeah. deal. Yeah, the lifetime. Next, yeah. Right around the corner. 
my personal favorite is that you bet 200 episodes Shocker would not be able to hand out the shock keyword. And I'm so um, excited. And that one's coming in. I can feel that it. One's, that one's coming up That's Millhouse. We know it. That one is just hot as hell. I can feel it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to have to figure out what these punishments are going to be, and we'll be back to uh, status quo. Uh-huh. I do think the first punishment should be if we get to 2,500, Parker has to shave his head. That should be the first one on the docket. We'll we'll cover that on the next episode, though. Uh, so, unfortunately, we still have no news, so we're going to move into the... Uh, recently, playing? After this. Okay. recently playing? Recently playing. What are you guys recently playing? Uh, well, I'm playing uh, Aim Criminals a lot. News! Hey! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he got him. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. We, got? we got all the news. Here we go. So there is news. So many news. Uh, first thing, um, there was a huge uh, uh, pre-Gen Con announcement today. About 30 minutes long, you can go onto the uh, Twitch stream for Atomic Mass Games if you want to watch the whole thing. Uh, it's even though it says like 40 minutes, the actual uh, show was about like yeah, thirty or twenty. But uh, real quick, I'm putting the YouTube video, which is the cinematic, in the show notes. If you want to go to Twitch.tv and look up Atomic Mass Games, their forty minute walkthrough is on there as well. Right. Uh, so first thing we know is we have now seen card art and names for uh, some of the um, affiliation box. Uh, sorry, for the Rivals pack and the X Men boxes that were are likely to come out into this next year, most likely uh, quarter one of. <laughs> 2024 uh so we know that uh wakanda uh box that this is the rivals box with black panther and killmonger is getting a synthetic heart-shaped herbs and bast's blessing uh kill Kalunia's glory and trial by combat uh he did mention that one of the cool things about them is each one is very themed for the box like bast's blessing and kaluna 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 Kaluna. That was Kill Una. Kill. Oh, that's right, Kaluna. Yeah, Kill Una's glory are uh, kind of like alternate versions of who wins the rival box, like who wins the rivalry. So one will favor Black Panther, the other will favor Killmonger. But those are coming out with them. Really cool card arts. We also know some card art coming out with Bishop and um, uh, Nightcrawler is yep. Ch- uh, Children of the Atom, Mass Transit. Which is a reprint. Uh, yeah, Children of the is a reprint with uh, awesome art from um, a comic that I actually have. I love that art. Uh, Mass Transit, which is uh, going to be a Nightcrawler card, most likely. It's him, you know, bamfing a bunch of people. Mutant Traitor, which we don't know what it is yet, uh, but it's there. And Preserve the Dream, which is likely a Bishop card. He's featured prominently on the art, and he's all about coming from the future to save the mutants. Um we also have Xavier and Shadow King's cards, Mind Wipe, which is a super iconic moment um, in uh, X-Men comic lore. Cerebro, which is his uh, assistive technology he uses to um, monitor mutants on planet Earth. And Astral Plane, which we're not sure if that's a Shadow King card, but most likely because he is a being that exists there. They mentioned that in the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to stop and mention something, Aaron? Do you have something? I was just saying, again, we... we without any knowledge, expect these quarter one, 2024. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's been kind of hinted at a couple times. Now. Right. 
And then we've got uh, Iceman and uh, Shadowcats cards, uh, Faithful Companion, uh, which is uh, a Lockheed, most likely a Lockheed card coming with Shadowcat, um, Hold Still, which uh, prominently features Nimrod on it. And the only reason why I stop on this card is uh, um, Will Schick, who is running the, the stream, stopped and said something excited the hell out of me while I was listening to the cast, which is that Nimrod is likely coming. He just said that it features a character and, you know, got to hunt mutants because there's so many more new mutants. <laughs> wink, 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 nudge, nudge. So likely uh, Nimrod in the future. We don't know when that is, but I am so pumped. Uh, Untapped Potential is another card. Uh, and Xavier's Dream is the last one. All cool arts, cool card names. But we don't know anything on them other than Nimrod is featured prominently and also mentioned by name. Yep. So that's probably the biggest news of that collection of stuff is that they hinted at Nimrod. Right. Um, so uh, after they, he closed that up, uh, he, he mentioned that there's going to be a new competitive. Uh, oh no, sorry. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm misspeaking. I'm, I'm stepping. Uh, Gwynnum and Scarlet spider got spoiled. There are uh, their models. So we know exactly that they are coming together. Uh, which is super exciting. Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider has been out for a long time. Gwynnum is actually someone I'm going to have to read up on because I know she exists, but I don't think I've ever read a comic with her. So we'll have to see. Ooh, uh, homework. Yeah, I got homework, which is super fun. Um, do we want to stop and ask, find out if you, are you guys excited about Gwynnum or Scarlet Spider? Yeah, so these are the first new things that are officially teased that we didn't already know about. Um, I am excited about this. Anything that pushes the web warriors further in the symbiotes mythos, I'm very excited for, um, which we'll talk about more later. Um, and Scarlet Spider, while I don't know anything particularly about him other than that he's a Peter clone, um, I I think he looks pretty cool, and I'm excited to see what he does. Scarlet like Spider the, is my... Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. I like the idea of the symbiotes getting closer to have an affiliation. That would be amazing. Uh, I was uh, the, he he mentioned on Will Schick mentioned on the cast that uh, the Gwynnum sculpt has uh, a uh, like a guitar axe like thing that she's using because she's famously also uh, a musician uh, in her from her universe. However, she plays the drums in a universe unless Gwynnum is from a different universe entirely. So I'm excited to find I thought out. It was, uh... I thought it was Spider Gwen played the drums. Right, Ghost Spider plays the drums, but this is Gwen. Yeah, I think is Gwen this a different is actually universe? a different character. Oh, okay, I think Maybe she's she a Gwen Stacy from another universe. But ah, that's, but she plays. Dude, I'm I'm over the limb here. Like okay, I got her, so. okay. So I'm excited to find out. But anyway, I do know that somewhere out there is a Web Warriors band with different members playing all the different instruments. Okay. So she's part of that. I'm excited to find out more. Yeah. I've just dived into some a lot of the Spider-Verse stuff, uh, but she has not shown up in any of it yet, so I'm going to find out where she came from and, and seek those out. Mm -hmm. My brother's favorite character in all the Marvel universes, he's read a lot of Marvel with me, is Ben Riley, uh, Scarlet Spider. He loves the Scarlet Spider uh, so much, and so I think I may have to get an extra one of these just for him. Not not going to lie. He, he might play this game if this model is in it. That's how much he loves mm -hmm. the Scarlet Spider. All right, what's next? Uh, we also now know that uh, the Sinister Six is going to be complete with uh, three, sorry, four new uh, Spider-Foe models. Electro, Shocker, uh, Vulture, and a really cool Sandman concept, 
that I'm really excited about. I, I'm really excited to see what this Sandman concept is because these he was announced that the he'll have the grunts keyword for these constructs he's going to make. So they are not like the constructs we see with Magneto. They're going to be grunts, which is super cool. I love the idea that they're, they're grunts, but they're uh, so, not sentient. They're like part of the character. I think that's awesome. Right. So the thing I was excited about is that he says specifically grunts, and there's two of them. Mm-hmm. And so I I can't imagine they gave you a second grunt model just for cosmetic reasons. Right. I think he might be the first model that can control two grunts. And so we'll see. I think it actually is it's neat to see them use the grunt mechanic for something that finally makes sense. Like mm-hmm. that actually makes sense in like a what can he do with them that would actually be cool and not just have yeah. extra dudes running around for no fucking reason other than to roll dice yeah. at your face. And I, I actually really like it too because it it allows them to do something like oh well he's always like doing like imagine if like there was a venom or a carnage in the future that had grunts that were just tendrils coming off of them oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that could reach out and attack people at great distances just as like annoyance attacks like just like he like imagine a big carnage that's just like freaking out and there's tendrils everywhere i would be shocked and just, like reaching out and grabbing you with these different tendrils that'll have like little attacks i would be shocked really if, cool. if there's never a maximum carnage in this game i know there's also a card for it mm-hmm. but i would be shocked i mean not. you'd be shocked if shocker attacked you uh, i don't think i'll be shocked or none of my models will be shocked that is <laughs> we'll see well, either you or your models are going to be shocked. We'll figure it out. <laughs> or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Yeah, spider foes look cool. I'm glad we got Electro. Um, I'm glad it's not the... Um, oh, God, I wish we it. Jamie Foxx Electro. It's the actual Electro. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. That looks cool. I have uh, expected I have a... the, the current Electro, the female Electro, but that's still cool. So I have a question. Uh, it appeared that this is the first release that is being released as a four pack. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't say that, but they do show them as a set of four. I'm right. pretty sure you said they will be an affiliation box. Not did they? I think okay, so. That would be really exciting. Yeah. So that's my question. Is it exciting? What does that portend for the future? Well, as a game store operator, I personally would be very excited if they stopped doing the two-box release and then combining them later. That is a very annoying for game stores. I would personally rather them just release them and keep them separate if they were going to do that. Because it makes the stocking... like I used to end up holding the bag on the old ones that don't sell. And if I intentionally stop stocking them, then people are annoyed I don't have them when they want them. And so it's just a headache. Uh, uh, so if they're going to start just doing affiliation boxes the initial time, I'm much happier with that. I was going to say, one of the things that they... I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves towards the end of the cast, but I think I could not spoil mm-hmm. something and say that they're trying to make all their stuff more accessible specifically for game stores so that they can keep them on their shelves and keep everybody with models that they want. Um, and without spoiling anything, I can say that they're, they're moving fo- forward with... Uh, every language is available in all their boxes, their expansion boxes, mm-hmm. anyway. And so, if they not, are moving not every towards language. a, uh, sorry, yeah, four languages, it's, it's four, four the, languages. The, the the languages they're they're planning on right now, anyway, four language releases mm-hmm. in each box. So you get each language for each of the four yeah. languages they're targeting. That being said, um, it wouldn't surprise me if they're just going to go ahead and start moving towards this model where you're getting when there's a release, it's like an affiliation expansion rather than just a two model expansion or a single model yeah. expansion and they're putting all the cards in there they're making it 
you know, available. So they're, they're trying to get it to every uh, game store that wants to sell it across the planet. All right, what's next? Uh, side notes, we're getting a Spider-Foes affiliation box on that same note, so we're going to get that. It's coming out. Uh, it's going to be the Spider-Foes we already know. Uh, we're also getting a Web Warriors box. Or Do we already have a Web Warriors box? Was that already there? Am I, am I making we already have webs. That's where I have webs. Um, the reason why uh, that is important uh, comes up a little bit later. But before I reveal that, there is a brand new format for organized play called the Timeline Format. And they're debuting it at Adepticon next year. Um, it revolves around uh, picking like a timeline, kind of like ostensibly from a comic book or, or a set of affiliations. Um, you basically, a, a timeline is set for a certain event or a set of events. It designates characters and team tactics cards that are uh, usable uh, on multiple days. So in this case, the Adepticon event they're planning is a three-day long event where there's going to be a, a main, you know, a first round where everybody's playing and then and then cut rounds. So on day two and day three, you cannot play any of the lists or any of the cards that you had played previous days. So basically, um, you have to play 30 models and 30 Texas cards. If you get so you have through. to build three independent lists yes. that do not share models or cards. Right. So basically, you have and so you have to have all of that for three days. And so Wilshake talked uh, about how it's going to make some interesting planning. How people are going to like? Yeah. Do you front load it to try to get through early rounds? Do you back load it to try to get your very best stuff at the end? Um, it's Anyone very one who has ever looked at playing at a team event, it's basically you're building a team roster and then playing them individually in separate events. Mm-hmm. It looks interesting. It looks like something I'd like to play in. But uh, it also looks... My only concern, and again, we haven't seen the full rules on it. Um, like I said, I'm excited to play in it. But it it seems very off-putting to new players and to people who are traveling, having to bring three into completely separate rosters with you. And at an event like Adepticon, they have to be fully painted rosters. And so just increases the work that you might have to do to play in a specific event. But like I said, it looks exciting. So. Right. Uh, they, they've already spoiled it's going to be Cabal and Avengers, Brotherhood and X-Men are going to be the pools they draw from. So there, there are two things I'd like to kind of talk about this real quick. One is uh, there's definitely two sides of the coin for this between excitement and disgust is the wrong word, but non-excitement, whatever you want to call that. Um, there are people who like to get really good with one affiliation, like I play Brotherhood. So you're telling me I can only play Brotherhood one day and then I have to play two other affiliations and people don't like that. Um, I'm okay with multiple affiliations, different days, uh, etc. But I understand other people might not. The thing I am concerned about, though, is exactly how they're going to split up the timeline. So it's those four affiliations, right? So you've got like 130 people at Adepticon. So does that mean that you're going to have 130 people playing nothing but those four affiliations? Like, that just sounds a little miserable. It And as anybody who's played the Brotherhood Mirror, it is very miserable. Right? So... And if you're literally just who gets priority is a massive advantage. The the question that needs to be answered is when they say they said they're going to focus on those four affiliations. What does that mean? Does that mean you can take any model you want, but you have to bring one of those leaders and play in that affiliation? Does it mean you can only take models who are tagged with that affiliation? In which case you could play, you know, shield because Mm -hmm. ostensibly a version of Iron Man will be a shield leader. We'll get to in a second. And, will also be an Avenger, right? Or you could play Brotherhood and also play Cabal or, excuse me, 
maybe something else that's spider foes. Well, also, depending on the restrictions, like currently by just what the four affiliations Parker said, you could actually also play X-Force and Hellfire Club and Weapon X. Right. But if they say specifically you have to play one of those four, then you can't play those three affiliations. So, like, it's actually a lot more dependent on the rulings that or like, the specific wordings of the abilities. Right. So that. it depends what the rules come yeah. out with. So I understand that there are people who are very... Hmm, People who are excited about this and other people who are very not excited about this. And I'm okay with both points of view existing. How about that? I'm intrigued. But yeah, the so the issue I have right now is Adepticon is basically the biggest individual open play tournament in the world right now. And so at least it due to the attendance from last year. They had one they maxed out at 125 and they were looking expanding to uh, like 256 this year. And which they didn't expect to hit, but opening up the, that many tables allows for more people to sign up. And then we can see what the actual limit would be without putting a cap on it. But that's primarily to, like, so many people go to Adepticon and MCP isn't maybe their, their first game. It's their second or third or fourth game. So they're there for 40k, but they're only playing in the team tournament for 40k, so they go play MCP on Saturday. And so there's a lot of different reasons that people play MCP at Adepticon. Yeah. But if then you tell them, well, this is a three-day event, and it's got all these restrictions on what you can play, and it's like you have to sign, it's this convoluted sign-up process, well, are we going to see a massive drop in attendance if we put these restrictions in? Or are we going to see that new format draw more people in? So it's it's interesting. I've actually been chatting with Tim a bit because of this, who uh, is one of the people that helps run their events at Adepticon. I have this feeling... I have this feeling, and maybe I'm totally wrong, that this, because they're not going to have just this there, right? They said in the cast, it's not like this is the only event they're going to have in Adepticon. You can't play MCP unless you're playing this timeline thing. I expect AMG is going to try and get people to focus on this as the premier event. Right. Like the, the Contest of Champions, which is what has happened previously, they think they want that to take a side side seat to this as like the premier event. What I like, read is that this is replacing Contest of Champions. Right. Right. So I feel like one of the things that makes me nervous is that when if you told me this is what is replacing Contest of Champions, and like you guys said, you're going to have to bring, you know, 30 models. Uh, you're going to have to bring all the tactics cards. You've got to have it all painted. I think it's going to... I, I'm really excited to see what the field actually looks like on that day <laughs> in this tournament. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's going to be 40 people, 30 of them like super hardcore players because it's the most competitive format there, and 10 people who really like modeling. And so they just have all the models and they wanted to bring it all in a cool set piece. And then I feel like that's what it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be 40 people. I just feel like it's going to not be enough people yeah. because of because of exactly what you we just talked about, just the number of models you have to bring. Um, and the, well, I'm not the personally, yeah, I'm not personally off put by the number of models. I'm just saying, if you, it's not your premier game and it's your second game, mm-hmm. that is a serious thought, though, because like mm-hmm. traveling with thirty plus extra models in addition to anything else you're bringing is a big deal. Mm-hmm. The next piece of news, I'm gonna let you introduce the news. I have something to say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the next news, we've been tiptoeing around it this entire time because, man, oh man. Is it some news? So big, uh, you could say it's uh, eleven models big. Uh, it is a lot. 
of news. It is the Marvel Crisis Protocol Earth's Mightiest Core Set. They are doing a new core set, not to reinvent the game. They said it like three times in the stream. There is no new rules. There's no new uh, reformatting of anything. It is just new models so that if somebody were to enter the game now, they could experience more of the game. Uh, something that's really important to AMG is that the core set gives uh, a new player the ability to experience all the things they can find in the game at large. And with some new model types and uh, some new effects they've added to the game as it's uh, evolved, they wanted to go back and make a core set that was more representative of the range of models and ways to experience the, the game. So the new Marvel Crisis uh, Protocol set, uh, core set, Earth's Mightiest, doesn't make the old one invalid. All those models are still working. All the cards still work. They're just 11 new ones that better represent the kind of things you can see in the game right now. So you guys ready? All right. You want to start? Well, I'm gonna, I have a little spiel first. Go. Um, great job. Uh, so at this point, we we ask that you confirm that you have basically seen the, uh, the the YouTube video or the Twitch stream. So if you haven't, please take a moment, click the link in the description to go watch the video. You'll get to see a lot of the Tactus cards. All of the cards are on the Twitch stream. Some of them are on the YouTube video. So if you want all the information there, go get that information. We're going to proceed from this point as if you have absorbed that information. So we won't be reading it verbatim but it will be there for you. All right, Parker. All right. First. So we're going to start with uh, the leaders first. They uh, said there were not just going to be two leaders like last time. Now there are uh, five. Yeah. Five leaders. One, two, three, four. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Five different leaders in this game now in the core box. Uh, So here we go. The first one is the new Avengers leader, uh, the star spangled himself, Captain America, comma, first Avenger. The newest version of Steve Rogers. Hot takes go. Uh, this is going to cost you fifty episodes, right? Yep. This is the. This is. You know what? I'm not even mad because this is the one I wanted. Not like the the last Captain America I got that was a big ass disappointment and made me really sad because he was supposed to be like the fisticuffs brawler Captain America, and I feel like he's just just so disappointing. This one is not. Well, I that. think he was pretty good at being the fisticuffs brawler guy. Uh, anyway. yeah. But he just seemed really power hungry at it, and he never could take off like his card kind of says he should. This one feels like it's he he goes. All right, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on Captain America First Avenger? I'm trying to find his card. I'm sorry. I cannot find it. Oh, uh, okay. You got it. I will go while Jeremy's finding cards. Yeah, Jeremy, you go ahead for it. I'll I'll send you a link, Jeremy. Uh, This model is quasi uh, buck busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by this model, I'm going to read his leadership because uh, that's the most important thing. Uh, once per turn during the modified die step, if there are one or more, I'm uh, sorry, attacking during the modified die step, uh, if there's one or more hit results, you can spend a power and change one die to any other result. Uh, wow. Do you know how many characters would love to be able to change dice to wild for their triggers? Is it two? Um, no, in fact, it is slightly more than two. <laughs> it's like, like of the 200, <laughs> it's, it's like 180 of them. Uh, it's so many. Yeah. The number of people that not only have wild or crit triggers, but have multiple effect triggers, let's say hit wild or like crit wild, or there's so many, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of flurries now. They're like crit block on Corvus. 
like almost automatically turning that on. Yeah. Ooh, that's scary. Brandon, let's stay in Avengers. Let's not even think outside the box. What is Luke Cage's ooh, ooh. chance to stagger under Captain America Avenger? Oh, under Captain America, I'm gonna go with thirty eight percent. You're you're short by two percent. Oh, I'm so close. Forty percent what... chance to stagger with two attacks, which is basically uh, let's see, one, 60 times 60 is 36, so it's a 64% chance with two attacks to stagger uh, with your three-cost uh, tank. Uh, just I feel as, like we need... Go ahead. I just feel like we need to clarify. Is 2% within the acceptable failure amount? No, you failed. But, God damn it, you didn't say it had to be that close. I would have guessed 40. Well, well you should have. What's so, crazy about... What's also crazy about the leadership is even if you don't have a wild, which obviously, like, if you have Pierce, if you have, uh, uh, fuck, uh, OG Wolverine is in Avengers. Like, he, like you talk about just yeah. Avengers. Like, right. you can auto, like, he, he turns, he spends one power, adds two hits, and one of them's a Pierce. Who is Jesus Christ. Do, yeah. Yes. Wolverine just got bananas. Oh my God. Well, yeah. OG Wolverine goes fucking nuts with this guy. It's a, he, he turned, he if has one hit. If only we were warned because he was yellow. Oh my God. He's amazing. And it's like, there's so many models that abuse this on top of this to say nothing of the fact that every model in the game would love to spend one power to just get an extra hit. Right. That by yeah. itself. That that was was my point was. Yeah. Like every model of the, the game just wants an extra hit for a power. But yeah. but there are so many models that just abuse this so hard. The math is crazy skewed. OG Wolverine with this guy is fucking nuts. I think he's strapped to him with Velcro. He's so I'm strong. just glad they finally made so, X-23 good. <laughs> no. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I, yeah. It turns on Pierce. I mean, yeah. so Wolverine has to spend three for best at what I do. Are there any characters that count Wilds as double? As a base ability? Yes. Gambit, oh! Gambit. Gambit. Okay. What else? Doc, uh, Dr. Octopus. Doc Ock. Right. Mm-hmm. We might talk oh, about Doc well, Ock too. We but yeah. I thought we were talking about Avengers. Just anyone. I, I, oh, anyone. So uh, the world is your oyster with this leadership. I mean, there's so many yeah. things you can do with it. This is the first leadership I've seen that is as wide encompassing as the original Steve. So, like, they clearly had an idea in mind. It was like, let's just take every model to an 11 and spinal <laughs> tap this bitch. Finally, Immortal Hulk is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Immortal Hulk with this guy is one who immediately came to mind. Do not want. Yeah. It, this is this is during the modified die step. So, Crimson Dynamo would get to oh do it, right? Well, he not would... just Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man gets to permanently push. With every attack. He's just well, sturdy, but better. You have to roll a hit on his four dice, but if he if he has enough power to do six dice, it, it's a lot mm. more likely. And it is once per turn. It's not every attack. It is right. once per turn. So right. just, to, just to like dial back our enthusiasm a little bit, it's not like no. going to immediately be the best thing in the game, but I can envision uh, this leadership being relatively strong. One thing... Uh, having, go, ahead. go ahead. One thing that I thought of... If, the, my first thought was a lot of people are going to get super excited to think about all the dumb thing they can do with super amazing spinders. But if you took every spinder in the game and added one cost to it and then gave it one extra hit or wild, you really need that to be amazing. I think it's the cool thing is when it's the, when it's the, the builders, right? Cause if you like with Wolverine, you spend 
the best of what I do. Then you, if you have one more power, then you get some of that power back when you're dealing damage, right? So it's it's yeah. might be netting you power. Anybody who's spending this on spenders, it's probably a bad idea and a trap. But I see a lot of people that are going to try it, right? They're going to see some oh. of those that require three dice faces and do crazy cool shit and go, well, we're going to play him with Captain America First Avenger and, and, and Yahtzee this shit. But I don't, I don't know if I'd that. say trap, but I would just say, like, be more selective about who you're picking and right. make sure that they can afford the cost. But the, the um, builders are premium, so premium. Yeah, 100%. And so looking at his card, he's actually quite good at using his own leadership because he's got multiple dice face uh-huh. triggers on his own abilities, and one of which is a builder. And both of which can trigger an extra attack. So if I told you you could spend a power for an extra hit and an extra attack, what would you say in response? Mm-hmm. I'd say I'd build. I'd, I'd pay it, yeah. i pay it. <laughs> I also, will, in fact, pay one to build one and deal one and then make another attack. I would, in fact, do that. <laughs> uh, also, we love... I love how flexible um, the activation is for Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh cap but now that steve has it too he's got the charge and the shield bounce um, yeah so it's he's really likely to get to go wherever he wants and do whatever yeah. he, unlike the original steve which was very stationary uh, or like yeah, to be more very stationary. static yeah this one is very dynamic um and now to be fair sam is move long plus range four and he is right. move medium plus range three but yeah 100 percent very flexible especially on turn two getting in the fight it, it looks very fun do you think uh, that nigel pissed himself when he saw this uh, uh the cable no, bill is finally his name getting paid but his name isn't cable so he knows he can't play it yeah his name he's is just cable. upset that this isn't cable's leadership <laughs> uh, but they'll be strapped can together. you imagine weapon x with this leadership guys would be literally <laughs> shitting themselves yeah just i'll in... tell you apex predator likes this <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. there's Spicy. There's so many characters that are super fun, but I, I think the fun, like like Aaron said, just in Avengers, there's already plenty. But then yeah. you can, it's Perfect. really easy to make, to add two Avengers to his list, then do two other characters that love it too. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm kind of wondering if he's going to have the same injured side as Old Cap, but I doubt it. I, I don't think, think so. I think this guy's him, killable. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's yeah. gonna be. I think he's gonna be more. He's just color. a mortal man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, well, we got a lot to get through, so let's get to the next guy. Uh, I just want to say one more thing. I love his spender. I think his spender is awesome. I think it's, yeah. I think it's a great idea. Cool. Um, uh, Jeremy, if you just scroll up in the news channel, they're all posted. Yep, I saw the rest of them. I couldn't okay. find that one. Yeah, he's further up. Uh, all right, so who's next, Parker? Uh, next, we'll go to the Cabal leader, Johan Smith, also known as Red Skull. This one, comma, Master of the World. Red Skull. Master of the world. Uh, Red Skull's got the most master of. Uh huh. Just when you thought you couldn't spend enough power to turn <laughs> skulls into crits, you go and do something like this mm-hmm. and totally redeem yourself. <laughs> I love how the, his model is like, look what I found! I found this! <laughs> it's just like, guys, a, look! Look what I found! Oh my um, god. He pulled it out of the briefcase, the Hydra briefcase underneath him. I love it. I think the model's great. Is that the he one him and Loki okay. were running around? Like, uh-huh. It's the Tesseract, but the Cosmic Cube, yeah. So basically, he has probability, probability control once as his leadership per turn, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and attacking only. Only attacking. And attacking only, true. Uh, but you don't have to spend the power in advance. You can choose to take a damage instead. Or spend it after, which is cool. 
So you, it's really good on the first turn for building. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was kind of... Um, he's very samey for me. He's very much like the original Red Skull. And um, he's got a similar Cosmic Blast. He's got a uh, Reality Warp again, basically. He can place um, further. He, placing for, he places three. He places three. further, which is super cool, but it costs four and he doesn't have the Master of the Cube. So it's, he, it's more about <laughs> a one, like a once in a while big move. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty cool. He oh, also can on. spend, but he can spend power on other folks. True. He is basically Cyclops 2.0, and by that, well, hold on, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm I'm piggybacking on what what Parker just said, mm-hmm. right? So he can spend power to make an attack or superpower, and may spend power from any ally character within three. Yeah, I'm I'm just pointing out that you guys are literally just picking back on what I said in the Discord channel, which mm. was. Basically, if you took Cyclops, you put him in a blender, you you condensed him down to essence of Cyclops, and you made that into a passive ability. This is better than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, I, I'm just saying that, like, if I bring, let's say, Corset Widow, right, and she, mm-hmm. you know, does some damage, gets some power, and then gets flipped, and she's got like seven power when she flips. Uh, Red Skull can spend her twice using nothing but her power. That mm-hmm. is fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially yeah, because yeah. his spender is basically obliteration uh, of incantation from Dormammu, which is unlimited number of hits. I, I should say limited by the number of enemies. But and you have to roll the three successful hit results. Sure. I mean, it's not likely, mm-hmm. right? But I'm just saying. Yeah, it can happen. Like, it's not crazy unlikely. It's sure. Just, you know, but not... when you're spending the power from your irrelevant two threat to right. fund double spender that lets you then throw size three terrain and place models. I mean, so it's really that last line in his card that gets me really excited. So yeah. what you're telling me is that you're going to play him in Avengers with new Steve. That's not what I said. Stares at board. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, you can also play like, there are a lot of characters that just sit on a bunch of power and don't have big spenders, but you, sure. you love them. Like there's some rapid fire characters that are great. that don't have spenders. Um, like uh, uh, the second Black Widow, uh, Mystique. She all she often just sits on power, and she just has a bunch of power, and she's not, and she's a Cabal member. Um, like there's Hawkeye is another one. Just like what is he going to do with this power except move a little bit? Like even you can have like you're saying, just like the irrelevant model that's about to die, like your Bob, your your Black Widow, or you can have models that have been contributing the whole time and just sitting on power and can't spend it. There are lots of models like that. Mm. Or it's just better on him, right? Yeah. Uh, so what I'm trying to figure out now is, like, do you start the game with, like, let's say an Immortal Hulk and um, and just, like, place him forward with his own power range 3 because it's further than placing with his leap? <laughs> There's got to be a lot of turn one plays. Like, the place, like he's, he's engaging the middle of the board instantly. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be some turn one plays with this for show for the exact thing. Yeah. Or Red Skull can place himself range three using other people's power and then True. double tap. With his leadership, yep. I mean, he doesn't double tap with leadership. No, but he's got his leadership of it. Yeah, he'll double tap and then potentially do more damage because of his leadership, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of different, obviously just been spoiled, so I haven't thought through all of the perturbations, but yeah, uh, Red Skull was reference. one of the highlights from this for yeah. me because of the different stuff this allows. Yeah, this only came out a few hours ago for us. So, um, 
Yeah, very cool. Also, very cool. the range four five dice get to pick energy or mystic basic attack. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, yes, very, please. Very like, solid. For a four threat, I don't think you get a better builder. I mean, not many, but there are some. Yeah, the, the, there are some better builders, but yeah. on the chassis is great. Yeah. And you could argue that range two six dice is better, but mm-hmm. I don't oh, know. I, I was talking about Logan. Logan's just broken. Well, sure. Uh, let's also let's also not forget that he can pick up a size three terrain within three and throw medium. I got yeah, that. Yeah, I, I noticed that he hucks things hard, and he doesn't have to spend his own power to huck things. <laughs> like, True. Yeah, like he hucks. There could be the like far. Like I'm gonna send Juggernaut to the middle of your turn. You attack Juggernaut. <laughs> I walk forward and throw a piece of terrain at you. Yeah, because you attack Juggernaut. I spend power on Juggernaut. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. I mean, he has action economy, dice mods, uh, good attacks. Uh, the only thing he doesn't have is defensive capabilities. How how many times in a game have you gone? Well, I'm not attacking that guy because that would give him power. But with Red Skull, you you I guess you can't attack, attack anybody. Red, like, yeah. you, you you can't attack anyone, so I guess you attack Red Skull. But 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 then if he has a protector of any kind, it just it's it doesn't do anything. It's I, I it can't wait cool. till someone plays face me is like give me some power, yeah. <laughs> and you're like no. Yeah. Red Skull 1 is allied only for placement, right? Uh, no. Uh, allied, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just to reiterate, this one is not yeah, allied. A, another character. This is with, this is scalpel, yeah. basically. Yeah. It's yes. a range 3 scalpel. It, no, it is exactly it, scalpel. It's scalpel. Oh. Scalpel places the is range it is exactly three. Great, then it is scalpel. Okay. No, and sorry. we all know how good... Scalpel, scalpel's better because you can affect each character once. This is only once per turn. Okay. So yeah. it is just barely worse. Uh, and obviously he doesn't but, have the power gem, but he can spend others. So anyway, I, I like also, this character. He also spent four to place himself within range of another person who has power, and then use all their power on somebody else. Yeah, there's I a lot do of times like the uh, the depth of uh, just creativity where this guy comes from. I, I yeah. really enjoy the thought into this guy. It's very cool. I like I like how th- I feel like this. Steve is similar to the last Steve, right? What you said, like super generic power, a bunch of you know things come to mind. So like automatic value kind of sitting on the table at the beginning of the game. And this Red Skull is kind of like the old Red Skull, where it's just like, it's not like a ton of value maybe at the beginning of the game. It's all the things that happened on turn like three or four, when you got power sitting over here and power sitting over there, a guy mm-hmm. over there, a guy over here. And all of a sudden Red Skull starts manipulating the board in a way you don't want, and blowing things up in a way that you didn't anticipate. Um, there are a lot of things about uh, the game, a lot of board state things you say. And like, I'm going to make sure this happens this turn. Where Red Skull just kind of twists it around with his abilities. Yeah. That's super cool. Uh, uh, I do want to point out there's two tactics cards this guy can play. Yes. Victory Assured and the High Council. So there's a <laughs> four point. There's still a four point option to play High Council in Hydra. And then also Victory Assured is the he can spend damage to use the attack. And it's a beam three six dice energy. Um and so yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, he and uh, so he can make it. Was it an eleven dice? Yeah, he can make an eleven die beam attack mm-hmm. by taking five damage. Uh, also, he can play. You can play him in uh, the Hydra affiliation, and two more will take its place. So you can actually get this as a cabal leadership. Ooh, that's a good point. So that's you, a much better four cost leadership yeah. than the old Red Skull. Right. So this or, is actually totally. Yeah, or or sin, or sin, much <laughs> better than sin. Also. Or arguably, sin. arguably, yeah, arguably yeah. better. Than sin. Well, the only reason to do the sin leadership was uh, because you could do uh, simpleton and kill her. <laughs> like, yeah. 
that was cute. Anyway, um, so let's move on to the next person. Uh, speaking of Hydra, let's go to Hydra. Uh, Baron Helmet Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zemo. Uh, I'm so upset that I just messed that up. I love him Parker, so much. We said some stuff while you are gone about you not being on the cast you anymore. Know, and, and we need to talk about that now. I'm not going to lie. I think it was his sexy outfit that distracted me. I love okay. I love that they went with the super sexy, awesome outfit. Um, Baron Helm Why is Zemo. he so sexy? He's quiet. He's so sexy. Uh, he is a new Hydra leader. I am... I'm ex- I was super excited about this guy as soon as I read him. And then I stared at him for a bit. And I don't know. What do you guys think? I was not initially impressed, but he looks cool. Um, so the big problem is he's a little squishy, right? Um, what the hell does only, he have only... five health on the front for a four-point model? Yeah. How well, is that a thing? He's a guy. He's he's fast. <laughs> uh, huh? Yeah, there are lots of guys <laughs> that are just guys. Uh, hmm. He's also an old, he's a medium move, not long anymore. Um, yeah, I don't. I think this is. Um, you definitely have to see him on the table. But I, I am initially intrigued. I like the concept of because his leadership is you get an extra tactics card, and uh, you can refund one power when you play a tactics card. And so I'm kind of intrigued to see if there's anything there because Hydra has a lot of tactics cards they like. Um, but I feel like the whole point of this guy is to play High Council, like, and so I don't know if that's worth it or not. I probably not. But I'd like to see him on the table. So this is of the eight spoiled models, my least favorite, or the one I'm least excited for, which is yeah. sad because I love current Zemo so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm with Jeremy. Five health with no defensive mods other than strategic genius, which is not nothing. Um. Yeah. He lost charge, but kind of gained it back, and a, a better charge. I'll give him that. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, there's nothing that really calls to you right no it's real uh, weird i do want to His talk backside, about the leader. go ahead maybe there's something on the back or he has a card i don't know so yeah i mean it's not impossible to say he's got like eight health on the back or something uh, weird. i do really like that he has i love master duelist the ability i like any ability where your second basic is kind of like a spender you just get extra dice and his basic does have pierce uh, and the ability to move so he likes his basic it's strange that he has two spenders when he likes his basic, though. That's one of the things that I found about this character. Every time I read something, I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, but. Oh, that's cool. Oh, but. Like, every time so, I read he's it. Only I like, he's only got one spender. What's that? He's only got one spender. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the second one is his pistol. It's two free attacks, yeah. Well, yeah. He's got range four now, which is cool because he can sit on an objective and just debuff people. Right. Uh, but, I mean, we're also looking at, like, what if you play him with Red Skull and uh, the new Red Skull? And you're getting once per turn your your skulls are exploding. Plus you've got strategic genius and you've got a, a piercing strike. Like he mm-hmm. might be very legitimate. It's just a four point option. Mm-hmm. And then in Hydra, I don't know that you play him very often, but he looks he's unique at least. So I was immediately turned off by the leadership, which is yeah. a six tactic card. And I think everyone will agree that tactic cards tactics cards have diminishing returns. So your sixth sure. is far less valuable than your first, for instance. Uh, and the second part is, over the course of the game, you will gain six power through the play of your tactics cards. Or you well, will gain up other, to six power. Uh, that's the, the other ri- thing to note, well, just real quick, that he picks that tactics card after you see your opponent's roster. Because it's when your leadership becomes active, which is after deployment. Mm-hmm. So you get to see your opponent's roster when you pick that other card. So I just want to point that out. Okay, good. Good note. Also, uh, 
you, you can gain more than one power because all the collaborative cards you it is all nope. the characters that nope. pay. It's, no, it's choose it's one, one of the characters. Oh choose shit. One. Yeah. Oh, so it, it says is, after one or more ally characters yeah. are paid, then only one character gains. Yeah, it does so you that. only ever gain six. So I'm looking at a leadership that lets me take a sixth card and gain up to six power. Like, uh, no thanks. However, this is the big however, there is a lot of turn one jank he will unlock. Hmm. Uh, do you want advanced R&D to then get refunded to the character that played it? Do you want yeah. uh, eyes on the prize that then gets refunded so now you can pick stuff up? So that's not nothing, and I'll have to see how it plays out on the tabletop to see if that turn one, uh, the turn one that it unlocks is worth the leadership. Uh, because otherwise, leadership. It's, it's you like if you just told me you gain up to six power throughout the course of the the game, I'd say that's fucking horrible. I could also see him getting a new card that is re- refreshable, so he could like play it every turn. Mm. But it's just like a little card. Like yep. this turn, Zemo rerolls his attack dice or something. It costs two. Yep. And then he just gets to refresh it if you're playing Hydra. We are all operating on imperfect information. Correct. Uh, but just this card as it's revealed is my number eight of eight. That's fair. I, I was so excited as soon as I saw his card art and his model because... His model's sweet. Yeah, and the Baron Zemo, this like era of Baron Zemo is such an awesome character. I've I never really got to look at some of the older... Uh, helmet Z- Zemo stuff. I've only ever known him in this costume, and he's always just such a badass, such a cool character. And um, when I, as soon as I saw the art, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was so excited. So I would say this is the one I'm most disappointed by. I don't know if I want to write off and say I'm the I am the least excited, but because I I think I just want to play the guy. I just want to play the card and the guy. I'm so excited. I mean, he's effectively rolling eight dice on a builder, so uh, that's not nothing. You just got to live <laughs> afterwards, right? Yeah. And then, like, Coup de Gras isn't terrible either. Seven dice, plus one for the reroll, and then he gets to move short if he dazes you, so if you're hitting, like, two health people. Uh, I actually think it is bad. I, I think Sword Strike it's, is better, because you might... Well, I think he's just going to have so much fucking power because of his builder that he's not going to care what it costs. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm just saying, for a three-cost yeah. spender, I expect seven dice plus something. If that plus something is... A conditional well, short move. I'm not happy. Well, let's sure. well, well, let's just go right back to it. He's a, a weak model with probably a front loaded, really strong. Uh, maybe we can all agree much stronger in the early game than late game uh, leadership. He's a Hydra model. Like you can still play, you know, two more shall take their place. A versatile strategy. Like there's a bunch of things. Hydra's kind of designed to be the the versatile strategy leadership package and they're all tactics cards. He can play an extra one. That's one of the problems with two shell tickets place and versatile strategy. You never want to play them in your five, but he has six. So I feel like if there was a time to play those cards, it's him. And for that reason, I'm going to play him <laughs> because that would be kind of cute. If you just it's like Zemo leadership, you're like, this went badly. Versatile strategy. <laughs> yeah. Just pass the ball. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I yeah. don't know what to do. <laughs> Where do I put my hands? Guys, I fucked up real bad. <laughs> All right, you go. Your turn. I'm, Your leader. I'm, I'm playing five Hydra Cabal leaders. I will end up with one of these leaderships, or two of them, by the end of the game. We will so, see which ones. I will say that's actually not bad, because your six-card uh-huh. versatile strategy is essentially free. So you right. can play your turn one R&D Eyes on the Prize jank, and then immediately swap. And yes. you're no worse off than what you started. So actually, I like I, that. 
I cannot wait until the argument of does Versal strategy refund the power or not? Because <laughs> it's does have you already switched leaderships? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. There you go. <laughs> okay, moving on. I'm not gonna lie. This, this the the Versal strategy Zemo play is my number one thing I'm doing now. I just came up with that. I'm doing it. In the in the stream. I thought for just a split second they showed the tactics cards coming in the box, but I couldn't find out. I couldn't see what they were. No. I think someone posted a, a picture of a stack of cards that is extremely blurry, and you only see the top one. So the answer okay. is effectively no. There are 20 team tactics cards, but we don't know what they are. So in the written post, so they actually followed this up with the written post, uh-huh. uh, they said, or they wrote, Rather, that they designed the new tactics cards with the old models in mind. Okay. And that was a particular interesting uh, endeavor for them. Like, how do we write a, a card for Avengers or, or Steve Rogers, for that matter, that takes into account how this would play with the old Steve Rogers uh, mm-hmm. to make the old models continue to be playable and interesting in Marvel 1.75 or, or whatever the fuck we're in now? Mm-hmm. Cool. Who's next? Uh, our next leader is Shield leader in the Invincible Iron Man. Um, which, as a comic book aside, I love that they both used uh, him as a Shield leader because he actually led Shield for a while, and they actually used like his armor from that time period in the comic. I think it's just from a comic book mwah, chef's kiss. Good job. What do you guys think of the Invincible Iron Man? Your new Shield leader. It looks almost similar to the Invincible Iron Man. I mean, the, sorry, the infamous Iron Man. Infamous Iron Man? Oh, you mean like his model? Like, yeah. It does. Yeah, he looks kind of similar to that. A little bit. It's a, sim- eh, a little bit. So I am, this is probably number seven of eight on my list. I am not. So let's get something straight. I'm not disappointed or unhappy with any of the models. But if we're rating them, I am not as stoked for this model as others. Mm-hmm. Aaron's just anxious to point out the bad. Uh, Why well, Parker picked this one? I, it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, instead of the current Iron Man, which basically has a six followed by a four in terms of attacks, basic attacks, if you're just going to double hit someone, uh, he does not have Friday AI, so he's just going to do a five and a five. Like, okay, I think I'd rather have six four, but whatever. Uh, he has Shuri's reroll for teams ability which is great, but he doesn't have Shuri's I get power for skulls. So he's a little power starved, especially when you realize his DR is the kind that goes to zero, but you have to pay for. So it's all a little bit anti-synergistic. Like, I don't think it's bad, but I keep reading it and I'm like, when I try to figure out how I'm going to play this model, I keep like running into myself as I think about it in my head. Well, his builder is better than it used to be because it either builds or gains, just like the Hulkbuster does. This is which true. is great. Yeah, I, so I think he'll generate plenty of power. But is he going to massively fuel upgrades when you get on a hot streak with skulls? Probably not. I also fucking hate the leadership. Okay, and that's a personal issue. No one should take that as a. Uh, uh, it's whatever. basically just exactly the old Black Panther leadership, right? Yes. Well, is yeah. it? Does Black Panther work on dodging, or is that the only yes. change? Yes. So There's it's no exactly, exactly it's exactly, exactly BPs. Yes. Yeah. So this is this the this is the first straight up reprint of a leadership then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as I can. Jeremy, do you have thoughts on this guy? Um, it really pissed me off that it has a range four fucking push gun again. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that pushes anything. I, I just fucking hate that, but whatever. Um, I, At I'm, least, yeah. I, I'm not At overly At least he's impressed. got a dice effect on it. Like, I hate that Shuri just auto-pushes. It's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's fine. I think he'll feel like a four-point model. I mean, it's fine. There's nothing here that excites me too much. Yeah, I think uh, that he can reduce damage to zero and he has six health. Like, he's going to feel really hard to get off the board. Yep. I mean, he's basically Bill, right? Nah, Bill has four uh, energy. Sure. So he's like one defense stat away from being Bill for he survivability, also, but has oh, for survivability. obviously um, for his obviously better offense. Bill has less health. The Bill has five health on the front side, I think, right? Uh, five That's on the back. Yeah, six on the front. Well, five on the yeah. back. That's right. Five so Bill throws size four and has two power. Like, sure. that's what Bill does, period. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd rather my frontline brawlers like Bill be the tankier ones versus my sitting on my back point range four. Yeah, but I mean, Bill doesn't have a range four builder either. That's also a gainer. So, like, I think there's there's a fair comparison here for, like, power generation. Uh, I think Iron Man's obviously going to make more attacks throughout a game than Bill will. Yeah. Having the two free power for, like, tactics play is obviously better. I don't like the way he has a thing called a unibeam that is not a beam. <laughs> it's focused. Yeah. It's a very narrow beam. Focused unibeam. Bigger. Yeah. Uh, maybe his backside will be the unfocused unibeam that will actually be a beam. Yeah. I think one of the things... I like that. Good. Good. No, you go ahead. Uh, I love Iron Man. I love him, like, so much. I love Tony Stark as a character. And so this is the Iron Man I wanted for a long time. Uh, after the you know the box set and the other even even when they went to the guy his new card and they made him much better he's still you know a premier turret but just a turret I wanted something a little bit more dynamic that felt like the guy who walks you know who walks out and is helping everybody who's who's actively manipulating the battlefield and using technology to give himself an edge I think this definitely accomplishes that um, I I think it's really hits Iron Man on the head. Which is to say, he is not a very dynamic model, right? Uh, he's not a very dynamic character either. He just kind of goes straight at them usually and shoots them with blasts or punches them in the face. Um, that's It's funny, as much as Iron Man, the engineer, thinks of all these complex ways to use technology, Iron Man, the fighter, Tony Stark's just kind of up and at them. And that's kind of his, his method. And I think that's not kind of... Not much of a tactician. Yeah. Um, and I think that's exactly what's going on, you know, here. And I think it's a pretty cool translation. I think the blunt object that this model looks like uh, by his rules is probably going to be effective on the board, more effective than I think it is, in the same way that Iron Man 1 and Bill are. I They look at him and I was like, ow, oh, is a brick really that good? And then as it turns out, bricks are great at, at breaking things. Um, so I think he'll probably be stronger than he looks like. He just doesn't look very dynamic. So here's a question: Do you like Billion Dollar Punch, specifically the the required place attached to it? And, and I'll, I'll I'll explain, I guess. So I again looking at this model and it keeps you know hitting itself in my head while I'm trying to figure out how to use it. Like, do I want to stay back and use a pulsar blast to you know push everyone to protect my guys to uh, you know bunker up and and protect the next track lead, or Billion Dollar Punch is a required place within one, just like uh, Logan. Well, Logan wants to like chase people down and is not afraid about being within range two and just you know going toe to toe. I think Iron Man this version has the defensive stats to do that, but it's really weird to put that on a bunch of ranged attackers. So, I I can tell you I as get... somebody who's played a lot of Black Bolt, um, I loved having his spender in my back pocket when I wanted to 
attack twice and move. Because um, this is a very similar effect. Range three places you within one and throws. Um, Black Bolts is similar. I think his throw is easier to get. Or maybe it's an auto throw even on Black Bolts. But I loved having that in my back pocket as a, okay, I could stand here and zap twice, but I really need to hit the thing beyond and be on that middle secure. So I love being able to spend some power to make that happen because I had it. So the difference with the Black Bolt is he can spend power to increase his builder. He can just be a super turret. Whereas this ah. Iron Man is rolling five dice or spendering, in which case you're required to place. I mean, he can spend his power to buff other people's attacks, so it's not like he has no use for his power. I, sure. and I'm not saying Black Bolt is. I, I think it's Black Bolt is better at doing thing. that than this guy. Is I understand sure. that you have to be aware that you have to place, and some people will make that mistake a couple times. Uh, but it's really for me. It's there for counter control. Like when you get mind like bowed off a point, you, it gives you an option to not only place back on the point but line up your throw away. I think it's super useful. I actually, I think it's so good. I wish nobody had these abilities. I wish nobody was allowed to place within range. I wish every ability like this was advanced instead. I hate that it completely invalidates the slow effect. It completely invalidates a lot of positioning moves. When you just go, oh, I just get to place within one of you before damage. Like, okay, cool. I'm glad I put all this thought into where I put my model. Fair enough. He feels like he might be a strong criminal. Hmm. I could see it. I mean, he's definitely a good potato. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, mm-hmm. he works in the potato world, and also Billion Dollar Punch would be great for criminals. Yeah. And you're moved. <laughs> well, it's actually more likely that he moves with his regular attack, right? I guess hit wild on a 7 versus wild on a 5. What's wild on a 5? Like a 60%er? I'll tell you in one second. 0.85 times 5. 53. Okay. What's hit wild on a 7? Uh, that was, I believe, 40. Okay. Let me check it again. So yeah, it's it's more likely that he pushes away with his builder than yeah. he throws. But it, they're in the same category, right? They're both around a coin flip. Uh, hit wild is fifty eight percent on a seven. Ooh, it is better. Yeah, he just seems very hard to get rid of. No, yeah, he's definitely sticky. Yeah, I like that he's sticky because he doesn't like. It's really hard to get Iron Man off his spot, right? I think that makes sense. Yeah, the other one, I mean, he is annoying sometimes, but you can get a couple good shots in at him. Six health with this, and also counting all the way DRing to zero. You know he, how difficult that is. He's Kingpin with one less health, right? Yeah, <clears throat> but Kingpin doesn't have the auto pushes. He, he has yeah. to actually... Right, and Kingpin has stagger and a two-cost throw. They had different things, but in yeah, terms of yeah, defensive, yeah, yeah. like, I know I've had my Kingpin fucking one-shot, one so... <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. King, I've never had my kingpin one shot. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a skill issue. Yeah, maybe it's the fact you never played fucking kingpin. I play kingpin plenty. No. Sure. Uh, you don't know kingpin maybe like I. It know was kingpin. back in the days of the wild card when nobody knew what was going on. The days of yore. All right. Uh, what's next, guys? All right. The last leader is Doc Ock, the sinister scientist, finally bringing by name. The Sinister Six into the game as a spider foe leadership. I think this officially says that AMG is not interested in creating new small factions. I think they realized that was a mistake. And I think we, outside of whole new genre stuff, we're not going to see many new leader, like, affiliations. Like, we'll probably see, like, F4 and stuff like that, but we're not, like, I feel like a lot of this stuff just going to get lumped into other factions, like... We're not going to see. I imagine if we go to see Thunderbolts, it will just be a leadership for an already existing faction. Cabal, yeah. 
yeah, like a cabal leadership that's called Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. I like how he's like right. four threat, and you get like fat guy stats. Like yeah. his, like seriously, they gave him I like mean, plus one on number of dice he rolls on stuff, but he's a lot like it's, you know, the, the, the regular strike is the exact same. It has the same effects, but it's one extra dice because he's swole. He's so swole. <laughs> um, so yeah, you pay, a, you pay a point for the trench coat. Um, <laughs> it's super tight. Uh, but that, I mean, so yeah, he's got a solid defensive line. Four, yeah. four, three is pretty great. Uh, especially on scenario play, uh, six health. You know, there's a lot of good things about this guy, and he he has a, there's a lot of leaderships that like his attacks. Oh, fucking scares the shit out of me. Yeah, Wilds counting his twos on a five die attack with Steve. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, oops, all Wilds, your guys. Uh, <laughs> did I tell you? Did I tell you how fucking pissed I was? He like walked up and one shotted like who was it? It was some like actual mod. It was like Magneto, I think. Like I just moved to the middle. And then Doc Ock moves up and just one shots Magneto with like three wilds and a hit. He's like, take seven. I'm like, I block one. I'm dead. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was yeah. so stupid. What happened? I mean, you, um, I don't know if you spend, I don't know if you spend the extra point to just get one extra dice. Maybe you do, but because hmm. three point Doc Ock has the same flurry of arms. It's just one less dice. It's one less dice, which is huge when you're looking at like the potentials, right? Yeah. Uh, but that being said, like his arm lasers is great. Beam four for free. Yes, it doesn't build, but it is a beam four that has incinerate. That is, is super cool. Uh, and then he just likes applying all the effects, right? Like mm-hmm. bleed, poison, shock, slow, and incinerate, all from one guy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> uh, still has scientific cubius and wall crawler. His throw went up a size. I can throw size threes, which is cool. Is it, but yeah, they basically just did the plus ones treatment and so pushed saying. it out. It feels like yeah. He put on also, I can see that for sure. Also, scientific hubris. While arm lasers doesn't automatically gain him one, scientific hubris can. So if he does a bunch True. of attacks, he can still gain power off of the arm lasers. Yeah, and he's less power hungry than I think the old version of him was because his like arm lasers was was it like a three cost? Like it was a lot of power to be throwing. Uh, yeah, it was a three cost. Yes. <sighs> So let's talk real quick about his leadership because I actually find this interesting, and I don't know if it's good yeah, or bad. it it is a it is a cool vanilla but tasty maybe natural vanilla <laughs> vanilla bean vanilla bean yeah extract of vanilla very rich vanilla yeah so uh, when you were talking earlier about the you know how you don't want to attack people to give them power yeah. yeah. My whole list gets an extra. My whole list basically gets honorary, but you don't have to damage me. Yeah, I just have to live. Yeah, it's like a focused A-Force ability, right? You're not getting as mm-hmm. much power as A-Force. But gives it to the person they attack. Uh, actually, you might... Ooh, you don't have to take damage to get the power. I take no. it back. Right. You might gain more power than A-Force. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, it's only once a turn, so like rapid fire. Oh, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. So never mind, yeah. you're not. Mm-hmm. Or even are... just being double attacked, but yeah. But there's also... Uh, there's cool things like if you spend for DR, you actually get the power back cause you, if you take no damage. Yeah. So you're like, it, it is a free, free DR is, is pretty sweet. It is, is a free DR on all those models that spend for DR. Uh, so who's who's a spider foe that can spend to zero? Is it just Kingpin? Yeah. Okay. So that's the second bullet that makes me interested as to how well it's going to play, though. Yeah. Uh, Quasi immunity to shock, shock, slow, and incinerate is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just don't know how it's going to play out, right? So the actual leadership is. Uh, if you suffer damage from an attack, you can remove one of those conditions. So if an 
you know, a common play pattern in like shield is to go with uh, the commandos, walk forward, incinerate your model. Mm-hmm. Well, this would immediate if they d- if they did damage yeah. that attack, you would immediately remove the incinerate they just put on you. You heard it here, folk, first folks. Doc Ock is immune to grenades. <laughs> Only if he takes damage from it, though. So Only if he takes weird. damage from it. So you're either, as the opponent, you're hoping to incinerate without doing damage, uh, or you're hoping to have a non-attack-based uh, uh, yeah. status application. Like Pyro? Uh, correct. Like the second person. The first person he attacked would right. incinerate, you would clear it, but then he would... Uh, well, he'd do, it, he'd do both of them, and then the person who was originally attacked would get to clear theirs. So, so there are still ways for his team to get affected by those statuses uh but i want to say that probably 80 percent of the normal ways you would get them is now uh, off the board yeah also uh, those all three of those things are the I, premium ones to remove like they're all ones mm-hmm. you're like ugh, you do not want them on you shock in the scenario yeah once you, once somebody yeah. gets slow like they might just never attack you again no that's kind of annoying because you can't get rid of slow but uh, people are talking about this is a. Uh, like the ultimate fu to uh, webs with their all webbed up, which is apropos yeah. because of spider foes. Mm. I actually right, disagree. Right. I think this is even more of a reason to run ASM because it to, to just you, reapply slow. Right, you're like I attack you, I get rid of slow. I apply slow, I attack you again. Yeah, my next model activates. They apply slow, then they attack you. So yeah. I, I think ASM stocks are actually a little up into this specific matchup if you're running webs. Okay, hold on, hold on. Are you implying that the <laughs> amount of people playing ASM in webs is going to go up? Or are you just saying that the amount of people that choose him as his leader will go up? That's what I'm saying. Okay, I can agree <laughs> with the latter. I absolutely refuse to agree with the former. Anyway. I don't think you can increase 100%, but... <laughs> So bottom line, I'm really scared of his builder and how people are going to abuse that, uh, but otherwise find the rest of the model to be interesting. I think he's cool. I like him. So Jeremy, you're a big fan of the guy who's accumulating mass? I do. Uh, he's accumulating mass. <laughs> he's accumulating he's mass. He's about to start he's get- harvesting. <laughs> <laughs> he's very swole. Uh, he very much reminds me of the MCU Doc Ock because he's the trench coat uh, and the yeah. way he's like... Just being all like doctory, like uh, is, is, I like the model the, yeah. that he's pouring out of a beaker with one of his hands. It's yeah, cool. harnessing the power of the sun. They also have uh, uh, also one of his uh, plus ones is that he increased the size of character and terrain by one too. Literally, just I said one. That. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's literally everything. I love how it's everything. Everything. It's, that's how you accumulate mass. Numbers go up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was well, he accumulating mass because he's like the sun? And he's got a gravitational field now. Mm-hmm. No, that'd be dumb. Don't be dumb. That would be dumb. Don't be dumb, Brandon. <laughs> All right, uh, what's next? Next is our first non-leader. Uh, it is Ultron, the metal tyrant, who, in his tyrannicalness, did not um, go to six points. He only went to five <laughs> points. I, I wanted him that. to go to six points. <laughs> that's my favorite uh, part about him. I know. That's uh, your favorite part about him. Uh, okay, I think he's leading these five Ultron bots that we see on this base, which is sweet. I uh, love that there's five of them. But however, four and a half, not, but sure. Uh, I'm ca- you know he's got legs. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> um, I also love that it's not. there's not only five Ultrons in the core set. There's not six Ultrons in the core set. There's seven Ultrons in the yes, core set. Yes, because Black, is, Widow, Black Widow's kicking Black them. Widow is murdering one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's great. 
Um, I think this is the more the most evolved model that we've seen in the corset, if that makes sense to you guys. From where we started with the original Ultron and this model feels like the longest leap we've taken from game design. And it's funny because it's just a recreation of the original. Yeah, he's very, like, very similar. He's the original Ultron. He's yeah. just to the natural conclusion. We're very much like the Red Skull and the Steve are very much the natural conclusion of their kits. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just Ultron re-envisioned in today, which is exactly what they said they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So this is actually my number one model I'm most excited for. Uh, I've been following a lot of discords and posting a lot of places today, and he is not getting a lot of love, and I don't understand no. it, which tells me I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, I'm going to explain why I'm not wrong, and everyone else can think or tell me why I am wrong. Uh, oh, uh, you're you're very correct. Sure. This is, I think, the best model of the corset. Uh, four four five is pretty insane from a stat line. Eight fucking health. I get it. Four He's, four five asterisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He costs <laughs> yeah. five five threat. Got it right. Yeah, but uh, that cool. that asterisk is uh, with reverse pierce on uh, Mystic. You should just never attack him with Mystic. Don't do that. So it's basically yeah. four four immune. Yeah. Uh, he's got. Do a you remember f- that? Go ahead. Do you remember that scene in old Age of Ultron? Where like, have you been working out? Like, you got a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's this Ultron. He's swole. He's got four six for his builder. So that's solid. If you are a five threat character and you have six dice for your builder, your job is a beater. Attack people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's specifically a short range beater. Think Thor. Think Angela. If you have a Black five Earth. dice, uh, sure. If you have a five dice. Uh, builder, you are more of a ranged support, potentially damage dealer. Think both the Doctor Strange's cable, cable right? Cable. So the fact that he has a range four six dice immediately perked my interest. I'm like, okay, so we're going to increase the range and keep it six dice. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, spender, whatever. Uh, it's okay, then, it's not like it does negative effects and builds, right? Yeah, so I'm basically a, a super turret. Uh, then I'm going to get a size four terrain throw within three. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, that's the exact same throw he currently has. I believe I, I'm just looking at this in, in, okay. in terms of a, you know, five a pointer. five threat model, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then that's not enough. Like we're already talking like Angela, right? I, I do six dice, but from range four and I have a, uh, a super size four throw. Uh, then we're going to add bow to my model for whatever fucking reason. Dude, that fucking blew me away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Board control? And then, because that's not enough, we're going to give him it's some not. fucking grunts. Okay, like, so I love the grunts, shit. but but they're not really grunts. They're just damage. Correct. They're bomb. So yeah, They cannot contest or score points in any way. Right. But they come back for free, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they come just back a lot. <laughs> do nothing but damage when it, yeah. to include auto damage when they get destroyed. So just, why nobody's ever going to kill them, right? Sure. Cause if you don't, I'm going to give you two. I mean, so we all know that grunts always spike their damage rolls, right? Yeah. So they're going to roll a seven on every attack. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so take everything that Ultron was before we said he had grunts, which in my mind was a stellar five threat model. And then say that that model gets to make two extra four dice attacks for free every round. Uh, holy shit. And then you add on, let's say, Shadowlands rerolls or whatever the case may be with, with how, however you're trying to exploit your grunts. Uh, bottom line is they're icing on the cake 
uh, for Ultron, which is already a good model. So I, I love um, the fact that these grunts are not busted. Like, this is what grunts should always have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still think he is uh, a 5.5 model just based off of stats alone. Yeah. Uh, and then you play Age of Ultron and bring him back? I mean, oh my god. Yeah, that's the... So I don't know because Ultron's model is Ultron Ultron, right? We don't know if that is supposed to be his name or his alter ego because it's the same. But because it doesn't clarify on any of the Tatchis cards which one it's talking about, we have to assume it works on his alter ego. And because his alter ego is Ultron, I, as far as we can tell, he can play Age of Ultron. And that's going to be, uh, I think I looked it up earlier, it's called a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, so he doesn't have action economy, like which is what I want my, sure. you know, my expensive characters to have. But other than that, God, this model oh, t- don't worry. takes Red all the Red Skull place him forward just fine. Sure. Anyway, there's my there's my gushing about Ultron Metal Tyrant. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm trying to ha- figure out ways I'm... to kill the grunts. Well, so I would bet a hundred of Parker's episodes that a tactics card will kill them automatically. Like, oh, so you could play the new crossbones with two Ash and Cinder and like do the demo pack that does two damage. You can also play Mordo in Cabal. And uh, every time they attack, add two dice to the attack roll. <laughs> it's just, just like on the third attack, they explode. And people are like, God damn it. Like, they're about to explode anyway. Might as well kill them. And so you just like, but the next turn, when they've already taken two damage, you're just like, I'm going to walk in here. Boom. It's like, not only do I get a six die attack, but they explode when the attack is over. Yeah. I mean, they're also three health with two, two, two on their defenses. Like, they're pretty chonky mm-hmm. as far as grunts go. Right, I think they did that intentionally, so they're not as easy to kill with like your own throw. Sure, and you have the negatives of giving your opponent an easy model to kill to get power off of, etc. Um, oh, I'm totally fine with that. Sure, well, ish depends when in the game, I, but I'm fine with it. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, love the model, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, I've been waiting for an Ultron with a cape ever since <laughs> I watched uh, the if? What If episode. Um, I'm only sad that I can't take five uh, Infinity Stones with him. <laughs> I'm still holding out. It's okay, you got five robots. That's true. Oh, shit, I'll give each one of them a stone. <laughs> each one of them will have like a stone in their head. <laughs> no, you're going to paint where they have the orange on them. You're going to paint them a different mm. color. It's like they're glowing with the Infinity Stone aura inside. There you go. Uh, when it comes to a model, though, this guy does check all the boxes. Like, he's really cool. Um, he is really one that I think you could probably point almost anyone to and go, you know what? Try Ultron. He beats ass. And like you, he probably is going to beat some ass. You know what I mean? Like he, um, he almost accidentally can't like be offed. Like yeah. he's going to do some work before he goes down. Yeah. Oh, I can't. This is going to be like a mortal Hulk levels. I got Ultron off the table. <laughs> like this guy yeah. is not going away. Oh. Um, I do want to point out though, his metal mind that gives him the reverse pierce. Uh, sorry. Wilds count as two on defense, not reverse pierce. Yeah. But it's um he's also got the helmet rule as yeah. part of that ability. So he can't be like bowed off points, he can't be advanced or pushed by mystic attacks. So he has bow and is immune to bow. That's gonna be an annoying thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Uh what's next? Uh, I, was, I was actually gonna say one thing about him. I was I was it. staring at this trying to figure out like why I take him over like Red Skull, for example. Like that's the thing. That's the one of the things I often go is: is the new model good? I go, what in the, in the current meta is somehow worse or better? And he is different because he has a bow. 
but that's how he's different because he doesn't auto kill things, right? Because uh, Red Skull can't point and kill things because he turns his dice on so hard. He doesn't do that. So what is he doing that Red Skull doesn't do? Red Skull has a two point grunt that should be a two point grunt. So Red Skull is kind of a three point character. I th- I don't think you're gonna see. I think if you guys want to champion this guy, I think you will you will be the one person who brings him. I think I think Oof. a lot of people will compare him to other five point models in Cabal and go mm, not Modok, not Red Skull. Uh, so I, I think I think they will they'll turn away from him. I think he's great, but I think he's strangely like he's strangely as much as you were right, Aaron, about all of your points because he doesn't do. He's not super consistent. He's not as consistent as Red Skull 2. He's not as consistent as Modok. I think you won't see him as much. But Parker, you are absolutely right, Parker. No one should ever bring this guy to a tournament for any reason. Nobody nobody needs to play him. He's bad. Please don't play him. If we I don't... get a round, round robin, this guy kills Red Skull 2 every single Aaron, time. Aaron, we get to be Ultron bros. <laughs> I I don't think I don't think I think Aaron your your observation of the fact that he's being slept on right now and nobody's excited about him I think will be true probably always maybe I'm wrong that's I, interesting so uh, in talking about the actual difference between them then uh, the big thing obviously is the range four he can interact with people at noticeably further away uh-huh. and I know two inches doesn't sound like a lot but with the geometry of the missions it is a lot. Uh, also, having access to the throw and the bow are absolutely huge. He doesn't do quite the ridiculous amount of single target point damage that that uh, Red Skull does, like you said. But just like this model, he doesn't have action economy. And so he's much more vulnerable to short-range staggers and being thrown or bowed away. Ultron, in fact, is practically immune to control. There's very few things that will work on him short of large throws because he's size 3. And so, like, you can get in there and brawl with him with those effects, but then he's just going to do the exact same thing to you. Like, Red Skull has, is probably a better model than this guy. I'm not going to argue with that. (laughs) But Ultron has a lot of stuff that Red Skull doesn't. So I do think they are different models, and there's different merits to playing them both. And so putting in, like, I could do three instances of damage, and, like... Yeah, Red Skull hits a little bit harder than me, but like he's got an eight die spender with explosive force that throws size four characters. Like this guy can get in there and shit on things sometimes. I, like he's not afraid to, to get in there and dump dice into stuff. And then when you're combining it with size four throws, his damage potential is similar. So I did the I math. Would, go ahead. Okay. Fine. I was gonna say I think he's I think a better comparison than maybe is Modok. Because Modok has the bow, Modok has a throw, Modok has a range four builder. He does live a lot longer than he should. Um, I, I, I think, think that's re- a fair comparison. And then, and then you look. Okay, well then, how much do you value the grunt? Maybe the grunt is amazing and really important. But unlike Red Skull's grunt, he's not dangerous enough to ever attack. Like you guys were saying, unless you, unless he's, you know, maybe crowding a point, which could be cool, like preventing somebody from stepping somewhere they want mm-hmm. to. Gotcha. So that that was so, my idea. Gun to my head, who would I put into my list in a gotta win the game versus the aliens to save the planet? Mm-hmm. I'd probably play Modok one over Ultron at the moment, mm-hmm. but I think they're interesting comparable models. I think yeah. that's a good parallel to draw. Yeah, um, Ultron is definitely better at getting in there and surviving against lots of like hard hitting attacks. Modok's better against like little attacks, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're comparable. 
Aaron, you had a point? Yeah, I was just going to do the actual damage comparison between uh, Ultron and Red Skull. Red Skull does an average of 6.8 damage uh, to a Defense 4 model. Ultron with a Builder followed by a Spender is 4.76, so about two less. That doesn't count his throw. Yeah. Um, or the fact that he's got the hard control of the bow. Correct. To me, the big difference is survivability. Mm-hmm. Right. Like eight health, four, four, five is so much more survivable than Red Skull. Red Skull is a glass cannon. He's supposed he to be one of the highest damage dealing five threats in the game, if not the highest. So I I don't yeah. think you compare Ultron's damage output and say he doesn't do as much as Red Skull. I'm never going to take him. Uh, if your mm. goal is to own the world with, say, Malekith, Red Skull, Modok, then great. Maybe he doesn't supplant them in that team. But if you need a five that can go sit on the center line and not be afraid of Malekith, maybe you bring Ultron. Or maybe he does something else. Maybe that's not what he does. Yeah. But uh, you want to bring a counting. survivable five who picks up an extract, you know, sits on your infinity and owns that side of the board. Okay, Ultron can probably do that better than Red Skull because he can take a hit. He can also attack from outside of the range yep. that Red Skull can. But uh, also, you're not counting the two attacks from the Ultron bots. Right. The so, two attacks right. from the Ultron bots are a thing. Right. So it's two attacks from Ultron bots, plus at least his two six-dice builders. They're also applying negative effects like Bleed, which is going to add up over time when he's targeting multiple people. And then on top of that, you've got the throw and the bow. Like He, he is a workhorse model. And he's going to completely dominate a flank of the table. And so I think that's why you're taking him as a red school, like we've talked about, is you're doing it to do that. Like, I'm doing a point-blank shotgun to the face on this model, and that's all I care about is dealing the damage. And so, and also his grunt scores. So like, there's totally different merits for taking that. You can, and you could also do really interesting things with these two models, like body block a D. It's where media movers just can't get past you. So you're just like, I'm going to put these two guys base to base on the inside of this D come what are you going to do are you, you're not a long mover so you can't have it like sorry like there's lots of ways if your opponent's trying to rotate you know they could stop that rotation and things because they're two medium bases there's some things you can do without absolutely having the ability to contest with and still prevent people from doing what they want they're just not so super solos like the hydra grunts explosive force can kill his own grunts so if you can never line up the fact so what yes, you do is you yeah. throw a size one into them, and if you fail the blocks, you just double move them into range one, and you shoot the explosive force attack. <laughs> you also throw your size four person, into your size four target into the grunts, which auto kills them, right. unless you hit crits on the blocks. Right, it does which one extra so, damage. Yeah. The thing that kind of sucks is he has to be not dazed for his grunts to come into play. True, but. You're also going to want to take other people who can destroy terrain to then be able to bring in his grunt. So that'll be an interesting kind of mini game within the game, if you will, is if you kill I the grunts, you... can you ever keep them off the board? Yeah, I think you um, – well, he can throw terrain on his own. So like as soon as he comes back around to his turn, they'll be back. Sure, but, but then, then they, they have, have to, to live activate. the entire you know. Yeah, no, round. I get it. Well, I mean the whole point is you put them in spots where like I'm going to put them on this objective, even though they don't contest it. If they die while they're there, you're going to take the damage. So sure. it's free damage. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to get this guy on the board. He looks really fun. I concur. All right, who's next? Uh, next one is Captain Marvel, the Cosmic Avenger. 
uh, a new transforming version of the Captain Marvel. We talk about evolutions, definitely a direct evolution of the pre- previous one back when they just put tokens yep. on the board. Now it's a transforming character a la Ant-Man and uh, uh, Miss Marvel. All right, Jeremy, tell me what you like about Carol. I didn't like her before, and... <laughs> I don't like her now. Um, I mean, actually... For a five threat model, she does feel very five threaty. Um, her Super Sand model is kind of badass. I like. Uh, I don't know. She she does a shitload of work, man. There's mm-hmm. nothing that like jumps out if you've ever played her other model. She actually does this her 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 good stuff much easier. Very samey, just better utilized. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure. I have a question. Uh, I don't need to power up to kick your butt zero cost reactive power am i insane or would the only reason you ever use this be that you want to transform for the movement i was gonna say transform for the movement or you really want like i guess you want range four right you want range four on the attack like you want photon blaster range four pursuit Um, no so you're gonna use that because she doesn't gain power for she doesn't gain extra power for damage. She has that builders. No, no. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so her she has an innate ability on her normal side. You call that a punch. Yeah. Uh, basically, ornery. She gains damage. She gains extra power when she takes damage. Mm-hmm. So if you end your turn with like two power, and next turn you're gonna want to do fun things, the only way to get back to being able to do fun things is by gaining power, which she can't do okay. on her binary side. Well, she still gets power for taking damage and normal power up power. Mm-hmm. Sure, I guess. But I it, it, if, you, if you're if on you your binary need... side with one power, I'm never going to attack you. Like, good luck to you. Well, but if you're doing binary blast, you only need two power for the turn. Really, I mean, if you you maybe four if you want to throw stuff. Sure, so, but but eh. she can double builder on her regular side with the exact same amount of dice. Sure. Um, so I, I think that the whole when to transform is super wait. interesting in terms of it's it's kind of again a mini game like do I transform or not? I've it's got not, four power. It's not the same amount of dice, right? It's an extra die on her binary blast. Uh, look at Sonic Boom on her builder, her second one. She has two builders. Okay. Mm-hmm. She has two builders. Sure. I don't know. It just it feels like when you lose access to the free charge action, that's a big loss, and so I think it opens you up to counterplay. But yeah, I, I can see it. Um. I love Carol Danvers, and I'm actually reading her her really long. I did have no idea how long it was. Uh, title has been going on since like 2021, right now, and it's great. I'm gonna uh, stay tuned. More comic corners eventually for that. But nope. Um, I you love lost comic corner privileges. <sighs> well, if it's over Carol, I, it was worth it. Um, as somebody who loved the original Captain Marvel, and I worked really, really hard to make her work before she even got a buff and her binary form uh, got cheaper. Um, as soon as I saw her, my first thought was actually going back to that original formula that you and I thought of, Brandon, is you can play her in OG Red Skull Cabal mm. if she can just stay in her binary form and just always be powered up. Um, yeah. Spend one, get it back when you're when you're hitting people. So if you wanted to stay in binary form, there are ways to do that in different affiliations. Um, just you know, have enough power to just keep playing for the rest of the game. Um, there, there are ways to do it if that was something you were excited to do. I loved, um, I loved the enhanced energy absorption 
um, because that's another way. Like if you just sticking her up against energy people, they will. I guess I just she's just immune because she is func- She's nearly immune. Also, really it's cool. now energy and mystic. They added mystic. It used to just be yep. energy. She has like the Doctor Strange one. Right, and so that is another yet another way for her to gain power. I think she will be in binary form a lot more than people think she will, especially if you're willing to put her down in the right matchup. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Henri, of course, is going to get it up pretty fast, but if you put her in affiliation, that's going to get her a little bit more power, like in humans or a force. She might, she might be an a force member. There's a good chance she will be. Um, there's going to be a lot of places where you can get her six power, and then she just is in binary form for the rest of the game, and she no longer has to pay the tax. She's auto pushing uh, with with a binary blast and a free charge. Warbird is is fantastic. Like there's, and even if for some reason, like you guys said, you wanted to play that mini game of going back to her small form, it's not like she goes to a super weak version of herself. She's still Superwoman. She's still yeah, super, no, she's super still strong. very effective. Yeah. So I'm curious if she's going to get played with the new Steve because uh, she has a lot of dice triggers on her abilities, mm-hmm. and so basically guaranteeing all of those is really cool. But also it's going to cause you to have a higher power output because she's spending a power once a turn for the leadership. And so because of that, she'll be transforming back and forth more often. But transforming back and forth also increases her mobility. So it's going to be kind of like Ant-Man. It's like, oh, free charge, then transform. And it's like all this cool stuff. So I think it'll be really cool to see her on the table. I'm kind of excited to see how it unfolds. I'm, I'm going to attempt to play against her root her and keep her at zero power and unable to transform back. That's my mini game I'll play. So like, Oh, so you, you root her and then like mutant absorption with rogue to drop her to zero or like, Oh, she she powers up to one. She uses binary blast once goes to zero power, but can't use her zero cost power anymore. So she doesn't get a second action other than to move. You should you should root her with Loki on the board and just <laughs> laugh. It's like, oh, does that cost two? Oh yeah. no. What's funny? What's funny? The one thing I did like about her that I'm, the reason why I'm so excited to play her and you, you, Aaron, you can play her when I play her because I'm going to play her. Uh, she's probably the she's probably the model I'm going to put down first out of this box because she just goes in a lot of the things I already love to play. But. Um, one of the things I'm excited about her is the old Carol had one thing that I didn't like is is that she was a turret. She was a fantastic turret, but she just kind of stood there. And as soon as my opponent displaced me, he had to place me really far, but if they could displace me really far or just moved away, I was like, oh, here we go. I guess I got to move with Carol. And you just lost so that's much why of that she was, But that's why she was so good with Red Skull 1, because he just puts her yeah, right back. Right. But this the fact that this one is so much more mobile it's going to be a much more dynamic model, which oh, is no, yeah. she's going to feel a lot more like Captain Marvel and not like Iron Man should have felt. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm going to turn on Friday. Yeah. And just blast everybody. Right. It's like, that's not when you that's start blasting original. Yeah. yeah original Carol was, so anyway, was not blasting. original. Carol was not the one that flies through spaceships and punches yeah. Thanos in the face. This one is, yeah. she's the one that's born apathetic while killing everyone. Right. No, I'm also I'm, very, this is number two. I'm happy to play this character. Looks a Who lot was of number fun. three? I don't remember. Was it, they were all was mixed it, together. I have uh, one, two, Steve and seven, eight. It was Steve or Red Skull. Also, big, big deal with me, a five-point character incin- immune to incinerate, poison, stagger, stun. Like, stagger, stun in my five-pointer oh. immunity, it feels so we're good. Getting, so, we're getting on. a little excited with the fucking immunities, guys. Yeah. I love like, immunities. Either one 
or two, not five. <laughs> Fucking grow your shit up. Like, it, either everyone needs to have two or no one gets five. Like, pick one. Dormammu's getting worse. <laughs> yeah. As the day Every day, you look down yeah. at the clock and Dormammu got we one look, worse. We look over to the, to the distance and there's a little hourglass that's broken and sand is pouring out of it. And there's no sand in the top anymore. But somehow the bottom is always just pushing sand out. And it's like, <laughs> that's Dormammu's lifespan. Like, <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm super happy Poor that fella. Carol's the one putting the nails in that coffin. I love that. It's perfect. And it's not Carol. Stagger. It's the game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got uh we got one more. Uh this was a uh a hard character to find if you uh were real quick, uh quick on the pause. I, and I would actually magnifying glasses. Do we want to do this one? Yeah. Cuz it's yeah. like it's such a bad picture that people at home probably won't even be able to read it. Oh no, we're not going to like uh, well, like next week, the rest of them will be spoiled because we're doing demos at Gen Con. We used to do t- the rest of them next week. That's true. We could do the rest of them next week. Do we? Okay. So, long story short, if you want to get out your magnifying glass, you can go check out Black Widow. Yeah, you got the magnifying glass and like an approximation of what letters look like, and you can do a <laughs> yeah. cipher to figure out what Black Widow does. Yeah, she is. She's a- she's she's on the top of the stack in the spoiler picture. So uh-huh. if you zoom in real close, you can see what she does. It does look interesting, but uh, it is a new point for Black Widow in the game. So mm-hmm. there's there's three tiers of Black Widows now. Right. If they are eliminating all three-pointers, does that mean I don't have to play against X-23 anymore? <laughs> no. Uh, is it just me, or is it weird that in the stack we also know, of course, that Spider-Man's getting a new... Peter Parker Spider-Man's getting a new one. Mm-hmm. So the two characters we have that we have the most versions of are both the Spider affiliated. Black Widow, we have three Natashas, and we have three Peters now. Spider-Man. How is that the spider affiliated? Well, they're spider named. They're just named characters. They're not spider affiliated with the, oh, the affiliation. Oh, the Black Widow Spider. Uh, yeah, the Black Widow Spider and Spider Man. I I don't know. Is that is that a, is that something I so, should think? Is that anything I, I, guess I should? I, think? I I have a little thing I want to get off my chest here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like names mean a little too much to you. Mm. <laughs> like Osage Orange. I don't know if people know this. I feel like I have not been saying this enough to the to the to the world at large and now that we are multi-international we we have multi-dozens global of nations that listen to our podcast multi-dozens yeah multi-dozens, multi-dozens. that's a we that's a name mul- that's a name i like the tens of 30s yeah <laughs> uh so parker i'm gonna i'm gonna reveal a confidence here that you told me in private um your two favorite characters in the Marvel universe are, mm-hmm. and I want Parker. I want you to understand that this is this needs to be out in the world. Okay. The two characters are Peter Parker and mm. Parker Robbins. That's true. And yet you claim <laughs> that it has nothing to do with their it names. It has nothing to do with their names, as far as okay. I know. <laughs> as I feel far like as you I need, know, you <laughs> guys, need the, the, guys, the deep therapy, guys, like the I, hypnotism therapy. I think, I think I might. There might be something subliminal there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna count that out. There might be some subconscious love uh, yeah. thrown their way. I feel just, like you didn't you, you drive a like, blue Lancer. I I do drive a blue lancer. <laughs> yeah, and you played Signar, Signar right? and yes, they had you lancers. Blue lancers. lancers. Uh, I'm not going to say I didn't. Love I think that. you're right. You don't really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not, no, okay. It's fine. You're fine, Parker. Uh, I'm just saying that you need professional help. <laughs> help I can't give you, but help I want for you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. We're going to move on now. Is this where uh, the intervention started? 
There we is start. one final. There is one final piece of news. Uh, the former uh, starter box is going to be divvied up into two groups because mm-hmm. we've got the uh, the Web Warrior rival box already with Spider Man and Doc Ock. So the other eight models are being split into their two affiliations, Cabal and Avengers, and they're going to be released as affiliation boxes in the future. So the old models will still be available with their updated cards. And the new core set will come with the 2022 card pack and new tarot card size mission cards that are going to replace the print, the print to play crisis cards we currently have. And the reason they're going to tarot size is they're going to include mission deployments on them. And so that's all things we can look forward to in the future. Um, that's going to wrap it for our episode today. Please stay tuned if you like movies. And uh, if you don't, hopefully you enjoyed and you had a good time. Uh, This has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jeremy. And this is Aaron. And you've just listened to The Gang Reads the News. News. So what are we going to call this thing? I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down Infamous. And we are back. Son of a bitch. I am back. We are back. Yeah, buddy. Aaron's back too, right? Aaron. Hells yeah. I have a question for uh, Parker and Aaron. Mm -hmm. Uh, So first of all, uh, did you guys listen to the podcast that you guys missed? I absolutely did. Okay. Can you tell where Jeremy's computer just completely shit the bed? Oh, no. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't even know, right? Uh, Yes. Great job. (laughs) Since you talked, <laughs> since you talked about it, did you yeah. really listen to it, Parker? You he just fucking listen. dimed yourself Definitely. out. Holy shit! No, really. I, now, to be fair, I was listening to it while I was in the car with with you... my children, so it's right. possible I got distracted for a moment. But yeah, but like without the fact that you know we talked about it, mm-hmm. would you know exactly where it happened? No, I no. don't remember. Okay. I, I would not have. No. Yeah. Jeremy's computer just pulled a Parker and tried to shove itself into a cloud. Nice. He's like, no! I looked down and it was like straight up. Uh, <laughs> There's just I error just, messages. Yeah, it's just like, error oh, message and it goes, uh, you're doing too many things at once. We started shutting things down. <laughs> I was like, what is this, Superman fucking four? Or what, what, what was that, Superman two? Three. 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 Was it three? Yeah. I'm like, what is this? And I'm just clicking everything going, uh, guys, I, I, it just stopped. Okay, okay, okay. And then <laughs> exactly. it just like, everything closes. You're like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> Dude, I've never had that happen. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, stop watching. So if that happens again, while you podcast. Yeah. Uh, number one, this is America. <laughs> number two, I won't. Okay. It's called All a right. hub for a reason. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um. So. This I- is going to be right after the episode ends. So I want to get something out of the way. Hmm. Eric, or Parker, do you have something you want to do? I just want to say something about the last cast. Um, okay. I have now heard myself talk 
a couple times, right? On this own own podcast, I listened to a couple of our episodes just to kind of see how we're doing. And not going to lie, as soon as I heard Nigel talk, the first thing I thought was, I was not on this podcast. He just said his name was Nigel. It sounds remarkably like me. To my Mm. ear, Nigel via podcast. Now, in person, I would never... I can't, I can't hear Nigel's like my voice and you know coming from Nigel's mouth. But on the podcast, there were multiple times where I kind of did a double take, like something would distract me, like in the back seat with the girls, and I come back and be like, "Why am I? Oh, that's right, it's Nigel. I just Nigel's voice sounds remarkably like mine on this podcast, and it it took okay. me aback many times. I don't know if you heard. I mean, you listened to Does the playback. Does anyone I'm sure. else think this? I don't know. God no. <laughs> You didn't me think so? Neither. Okay. Not at all. So it's it's just in my ear. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I and uh, I wondered. Although people at home, we'll do a poll if you're in our Discord channel. Um, <laughs> we're gonna vote who sounds more like Nigel, Nigel or Parker, and who sounds more like Parker, Parker or Nigel. I think we'll, I think that's we'll a worthwhile a thing. I'd like to know if anybody else thought that. I was just curious. Yeah. It actually. But I was to until my you said something. I was not at all thinking that, but okay. now it's the only thing I can think about. Okay, it's the only thing that's on my mind. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure this is what going insane feels like because I have no idea what's happening and very little grasp on my faculties. To be fair, it wasn't every single time, but there were mm. a few moments. I don't know. Was it just the parts was about it only, trees? Yeah. Was it only when he went on really long, like <laughs> yeah, of talking like sometimes he would just keep talking and he got really like excited and he really wanted to say everything he wanted to say about it. And yeah, I I heard <clears throat> I heard myself. Mm. I guess what I'm saying is I'm just glad I was there in spirit. Also, I think a little bit in tenor, in tenebra, like a little bit in, in the way that I speak. I don't know. All right. We always bring a little bit of you. Yeah. You have to make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those are the locks of his hair that I keep. Right. Like dog shit on a shoe. Always just a little mm-hmm. bit left. <laughs> just a little bit. You can't get rid of all of it. There's yeah. always a faint smell. Yeah. Just a little speck. And so just yeah. it's right there. All right. So back to actual things that exist mm-hmm. within reality. I feel like I should um, say it. I want to, for people that go to our Discord channel, um, we have been doing our polls for the movie choices. And so for people that listened to the last episode, uh, Nigel chose sci-fi and immediately regretted it. I tried to convince him to restrict it to a sub-faction of sci-fi, and he said, nah, we'll be fine. And then immediately he was like, this was a mistake. Uh, But we said that we were going to avoid the obvious picks. And so I basically, in the poll... Because everyone was like, Nigel's picks are obviously superior. I just put in the three movies I was going to pick before we talked about it and said, we're not going to pick the obvious ones. And then I put in the obvious ones that I was originally going to do as a fourth option. Once I did that, it was a landslide victory. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But before that, Nigel was running away with it. So I just wanted to let you guys know that the... It's actually kind of awkward, though. Because I added in the fourth option, though... My my initial submission got zero votes because everyone <laughs> moved off of mine and moved to my new one. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I wanted some people to like this one. I don't think people understand the whole concept here. Like, I think it, this is staff picks, right? Like, this is not we're not trying to gather up the number one, two, and three of Rotten Tomatoes here. Like, this is like staff picks. Like, you know, if there's a gem in here maybe you haven't watched, great. Mm -hmm. Um, If you agree, great. If you don't agree, whatever. But, dude, 
Everyone just yeah, needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, people immediately <laughs> go negative, negative chill. What? No field of dreams? Go fuck yourself. And exactly, I'm like, oh, guys. There you sure guys... is a lot of golf movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, wow. I bold move, Cotton. We like these three movies. Could yeah, I know. You son allow of Allow us to like them. Like it's not no. that we don't like other movies. Wait, now that Blood Bowl movie was stupid. I'm gonna... <laughs> it was fucking did, stupid. Did First you watch off. it? Hold on. Brandon, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, you haven't watched I watched it, it twice. No, no. I was actually concerned. I didn't get it the first time, so I watched it twice. It was twice as bad the second time. Uh-huh. Now, Jeremy, did you actually watch it? I would believe no, you. No, you know I did. Not no. even Vincent D'Onofrio could save that uh. movie. <laughs> Once again, we'll hardly accept your critique after you watch the fucking movie. Oh my god! Uh, I'll accept. I'll accept your recommendations once you watch Battlestar and give me a review. I watched two shows that were at least five seasons for you already, and have given you a review on both of them. I am that was fourteen in my episodes opinion, away from starting Battlestar. So you were thirteen episodes away last week. How did not. you unwatch an episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on vacation all week. So sometimes oh, I yeah. unwatch episodes just to spite you. <laughs> I do yeah. do that. Yeah, I know. I know you do. I'll watch. Ma- I'll that's watch just because you have times. no respect for me or yourself. <laughs> Mostly myself. Mostly yourself. Okay, so a couple things on this. I do want this to be movies that are specifically resonate with you, and not just an attempt to win a vote. And yes. so this this is not something we're gonna, I'm going to be doing in the future. No, but because the reason I picked Abyss Sphere and Pandorum is because I like strong aspects of those movies. Um, and so, like, to me, when I think sci-fi, those are the three movies I think of. Because they get you thinking about specific things. And sure, they have other elements to them, too. There's plenty of action in Pandora, but that's not why I watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, but the other three movies, like, anytime they're on, if you're ever scrolling, which doesn't happen much anymore, but you're just like, oh, yeah, we're watching Aliens now because we're halfway through Aliens, which means we get to watch 45 minutes of Aliens. Right, <laughs> like, that's right. exactly what that means. Um, so we should pick movies that are like kind of have a personal meaning to us, probably like that were picked um, out by our girlfriend of like twenty years ago and are about Blood Bowl. I mean, if there was such a movie, that would be really cool. <laughs> Unfortunately, none exists. Mm-hmm. My only problem is that you said it as a sports movie. Oh my <laughs> that's God. my only problem. Oh, we're done. We're done. Just okay. Move on. <laughs> every every movie has to have some sort of Slumdog Millionaire style. Yeah, where like go. You have like. Two degrees from being like completely your movie, right? Mm-hmm. And how you met but, uh, Will Smith, and yeah. yeah, I am very restrictive on like what things fit in which categories. No shit, and I'm just yeah, I know, I, I, got, it, I got it. But I'm just trying. Everyone to, knows. I'm just, I know, I know. I'm just trying to now explain it. I can get through it. But for me, when it comes down to the categories, I think it's important to separate the categories. For many reasons, but to me, the basically it comes down to, if you were to strip everything else away, is the movie still the same message without, like, taking that aspect away? So, like, when Jeremy said Big Hero 6, I'm like, no, that's a superhero movie. It's not a sci-fi movie. It's like, sure, it's got plenty of sci-fi elements to it, but it's not, like, the point, right? Like, that's not the essence of the movie. It's supposed to be about kids being heroes. Like, that's what it's really about. And so, what's another example I could use here? Like, Iron Man. You could say Iron Man as a sci-fi movie, because sure, it it breaks the laws of, like, what natural science is, and goes well into the realm of fantasy, which is why it kind of gets in that science fiction. But the point of the movie is that it's a hero movie, right? It's the origin story of this hero. 
And that's really the message they're getting across. And so when I categorize the movies, I look at them through that lens. So just so people understand why I disagree with certain movies and certain genres. And I'm actually not that upset about Bloody Heroes. I mean, it is 100% a sports movie by that definition. I mean, it's not, but it's cool that you think it is. (laughs) He's just trolling. He's just got you. He found something you care about, and now he's going to twist that. And now I'm going to set it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Parker's been in this zone for years. Yeah. Dude, Parker's still been trying to get me to watch something called Spriggan. I just won't fucking do it. Oh, man. <laughs> One day. <laughs> if it was on any streaming service that existed shorter you're, Pirates, you're right. I, think, I, I think probably it, would. I think it only exists now on YouTube. It's it's like into yeah. the public domain at this point. It's like <laughs> know, right? it's like Steamboat fucking Willie. It's just yeah. out there. <laughs> Ooh, bad choice. Bad. It was, you're clear of that. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, isn't Mickey Mouse in the public domain now? They fought that for years, and I think it is. Now, I don't think. It? It, I don't think it is. Oh, it's close. It's got to be close. They fight that shit for. It I think they killed somebody to make it happen. Yeah, I know. They they sacrificed a goat to a god and. It's, yeah. it's dark blood magic at this point, yeah. It's okay, I, I have you on on audio recording now saying that you will watch Blood of Heroes as soon as I watch Battlestar, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually know you will, just so you can tell me how bad the movie is, even though oh, yeah. you're going to love it on the inside. I love seeing eye to eye with people. <laughs> <laughs> While you cold cock them. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm not hard, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say straight to your face it's dog shit regardless. <laughs> I know. Oh, I okay. love seeing eye to eye with people. It's the perfect <laughs> sentence. I'm not a complicated man. I like several things. None of them are blood of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, that's going to wrap up. We're not going to do a winner for the um, last week's because it was a guest episode. So we we're just doing it. Pick of the guest. Um, this week, however, though, we're going to go back to two weeks ago when we did the sports movie one. And last week we announced that I won. And so uh, this week we're doing comedy movies made after the year 2000. So 2000 forward, you can pick any movies in there. Um, and then Aaron has requested that he gets to go first this week. Does anyone have an objection to that other than me? <laughs> oh, I think you should uh, go first. <laughs> I think you should go first, yeah. Just I think whoever first. says Blood of Heroes is a bad movie gets to go first. <laughs> oh my god. No? All right, fine. All right, so we'll put in uh, Aaron goes first. Are we doing this now or in the after? No, no. Oh, it's always after. Okay, I know. Giving you guys some time. I know, but I'm ready. Like, I did some research. I did, yeah. I did some research, guys. I went to IMDb and searched (laughs) comedies. Yep. (laughs) I I realized that all of my best comedies are (laughs) pre-2000. That's what I realized. (laughs) Uh, I realized fun. I realized Wait. all of my favorites are from 1995 to 2000, which uh, says something correct. about my Ooh. life. <laughs> yeah, like all of them. All of I was actually really upset by how many. Like as soon as I found out, I told Sarah because she's really excited about this thing. By the way, which is <laughs> which is it. It says something about how awesome this content is that it just immediately as soon as I tell anybody about it, they go, oh, "Then what was it? What were on the list? I want to know." And so. And so when I told her about this, she was like, what are, what are yours? And I just rattled them off super fast. And then I looked them up, and it's all like 1999, 1997, 1996. And I was like, son of a bitch. Clearly, either I stopped watching comedy at on Dead <laughs> 2000, or uh, my favorite comedies just were then. It was that era. All right. So let's do, instead, let's do 2005 to 2010. 
Actually, let's do I already it. have let's mine. Do that. No, you can't change it. No. <laughs> no, I have mine. You called 2000. We're done. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. 2005. <laughs> I looked up all my movies. I was like, there's no fucking way any of them are pre-2000, but I'm going to double check. I double check. It's like, all right, well, now I can just narrow it down more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Anything fun happened this week? Parker, how was uh, Gen Con? I, I literally went through Indianapolis the day before Gen Con. That's what I got to do. And I am really mm-hmm. glad because um, nothing nothing negative to our, all of our Indianapolis folks out there. I'm sure there are parts of Indianapolis that are great. I <laughs> stayed in none of them. <laughs> and I just felt like I just wanted to get out of, in, out of Indianapolis as quickly as I could. Nothing. It's just like shitty Chicago, right? <sighs> Man, and I, I don't know what it is about it, but there's something about the haze. Does anyone else know about this? Every single day, I was in Annapolis for for seven days, and every single day was gray. Everything was gray. No misting, not like a gentle mist like wafting off the like trees. Just like overcast. Just like gray haze. I'm I'm hoping, Gorgeous. desperately hoping, it was a fire in Canada, like washing yes. over. It was. Uh, desperately hoping good. for a no, massive because fire. Are, because I, because I, I don't know I, why I, you picked that, but you were correct. Because I dare, I, I hoped it was that. Because otherwise, it was just like pollution that sits on that city all the time, and it's just like it doesn't. The stank doesn't want to go anywhere because there's no wind ever. And it was, I didn't, but I didn't realize how much I appreciated moving air until I did a, a, a week in Indianapolis. That place is just mm. stagnant, and everything just kind of sits there, and that's where it is. Um, at least that was my interpretation of it. So the weather was kind of oppressive while I was there, and and, and then. I didn't find anything very redeeming about the place, but I think there are parts of the city that are probably fantastic. I just didn't get to enjoy them because I was stuck to a hotel. I didn't really have the ability to go around and do what I wanted. So, okay. I the got trip afterwards was awesome. I went, I went out to out to, uh, Ohio into the hills of Ohio. That was awesome with my wife and my uh, my girls. It was great. Brandon, what was the movie I watched? I can't remember the name of it. You what? Remember Barbie? I watched the movie that I was going to tell taught. I was going to talk about sci-fi and I forgot. Interstellar. Interstellar. Jesus, that's, watch it? that's two weeks in a row. You forgot the name of the movie. Yeah, it's that. He good. meant when he picked Big Hero Six, he actually wanted to pick Interstellar and couldn't remember the name of the movie. Couldn't remember it, so I went home. <laughs> so he picked Big Hero Six instead. So I went home and I was sitting here Friday and I had nothing to do, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch that because it popped up. Of course, because you know, uh, big commercial industry is like reading my mind. Can and, I set uh, the scene for you? Please do. It's always more entertaining okay. that way. So Jeremy, Jeremy's sitting in his, his uh, townhouse, right? And he pulls up his, his little paint rack. He's got all of his paints out. He's got his, his new models he's mm-hmm, ready to mm-hmm. paint. He pulls the TV tray up on his nice comfy couch where he podcasts. And he's like, mm, I know what I want to do. And he turns on the TV and he turns on Interstellar. He's like, I'm going to paint some models while watching Interstellar. Go. Each one of those models is still unpainted on my table. <laughs> Each one is just as unpainted as it was when I started. But my heart is filled with Interstellar and its wonder. Yeah. I do that shit all the time. And I fucking still hate Matt Damon. That son of Matt a bitch. Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. He's so, he's so selfish in that movie. I hate him so he's much. He's so selfish. Right? Uh, yeah, Interstellar's a great pick. If you had picked Interstellar, I think you would have had a decent shot of winning, honestly. I think Interstellar is a, is a great sci-fi movie. It's yeah, that, fantastic. The whole that one really shocked me when I went to the theater and saw mm-hmm. it. Like, I was like, this was that was excellent. Uh, so, so I don't know if you knew this, but AMC 30, the big AMC in town, was giving out $50 limitless passes. You could see Interstellar as many times as you wanted because so many people were buying additional tickets. Really? 
Yeah, there was it was so popular as a repeat watch because there was like people would want to see like what they didn't realize was an important scene, uh-huh. and it was just like so well done overall. Yeah, and right, it's not very science like based. Like it's got a lot of over the top stuff in it where it's like they use time travel and shit. But it's super fun movie. Did you go see Oppenheimer? I did. Good. I liked it. It was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It's for three hours. It doesn't feel three hours. Like it. It feels like you're always pretty much compelled. I will say, definitely don't take kids to see it. It is way more sexual than I expected. <laughs> hmm. I actually, would you you said something about the science of Interstellar, and there are some mm-hmm. things about the science of Interstellar that are. Yo, like, no, sure. It's not like Sunshine, where they just completely throw fucking right. the laws of physics out the window. But. Right. The stuff about everything, everything. It's sci-fi, right? It's yeah, not hard sci-fi. Right. It's just sci-fi. Everything past the scene with they, they decide to go into the black hole. Spoiler alert! Like that is. That that's definitely like whatever you know, artist yeah. interpretation. But all the other sure. stuff was pretty fine. Like it was more or mm-hmm. less what would happen if you if you were you know in that in that world, assuming assuming physics works that way. Which there's no reason. Be, there's not evidence to say be, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. The end of AI where it's just like, oh, okay, we're just doing a whole new thing now. Like, right. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever go watch Oppenheimer. I might, but that was literally my job was to mm-hmm. drop mm-hmm. nuclear weapons. So. It's a little too well. Weird. It's it's less about like what they did with them and more about like the the morality of like what they were doing and like how much it affected them and like you think the it didn't race affect or... me. What I, I was sure. gonna say, I think <laughs> like... I think that I think that's exactly Aaron's job, right? <laughs> if a, I mean, if a person had a heart and they weren't an, uh, they weren't an ice cold killer, uh, yeah, like we could see how it would. But <laughs> <laughs> got it. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. Anyway, I thought the movie was very good. I've just been watching a bunch of um, knife shows. Uh, knife just, shows? Yeah, like if it's like forging a knife fire. or yeah. uh, knife uh, trials, like mm-hmm. uh, knife or death, like any of those are unbelievably like a handful of dudes in a room are just like, how can we possibly... Like, what show do you want? And they were like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And they're like, what about a knife show? And they're like, you're goddamn right a knife show. What if we made a knife? And they're like, well, we have that show. It's Forged in Fire. What if we use the knives we made? Yeah, I'm listening. And then they just have these, like, dudes who are kind of, like, it's fat just, yeah. and sweaty. And they're like, we don't run or nothing. Yeah, but what if we sent you through, well, we like, an obstacle yeah. course? Dude, With they get, like, though. halfway through and they almost black yep. out. Like I'm serious. Wow. Like they're so tired and like yeah. beat to death halfway through. It's amazing. I don't understand why you watch these shows. Oh, because it's just great. That's why it's just like porn. Like, it's just, Jeremy's just like this is oh. the greatest. And it's just like he knows it's terrible and he doesn't like it, but he loves watching it. I'm sure it has to do with something, some sort of fucked up thing that happened when I was a kid. Like I just, <laughs> just train wrecks of human beings just doing so, dumb uh, shit. Yeah, my like Facebook videos have been leaning towards to catch a predator lately because somebody oh, said to catch a predator near me. Uh-huh. So now I'm just watching old like clips of to catch a predator. I'm oh, like, wow, those are these great. guys are so creepy. <laughs> like, uh, it says here, um, you were wanting to lick a cat. What were you mm-hmm. planning on licking a cat? It's just like it's oh. like well, they're not they're not really hot messages when you just read them out loud like that. <laughs> God, that show is crazy. That just it crazy. is pretty nuts. I, I heard about, because I never watched it earlier in life, but uh, apparently 
like the first season they would they didn't like coordinate with the police. Nope. And so it was just Chris Hansen ambushing predators yep. point blank with a camera. And it was and they would come in and it was like, All right, well, I'm gonna go and he's like, Well, I guess you're free to do that and then the guy just leaves. They just leave. It's <laughs> yep. like, All right, we stopped another one today, guys. They're like, yeah. Did you? And then <laughs> nope. they got to the point where they caught one guy like three times. Yep. It was the same dude. I was like, Oh my god. Like yeah, the first season was like the trial. They should just <laughs> they were like they should just get local parents outside with guns and then just like have them watch the they, guy leave. <laughs> well, they basically <laughs> and have then not that film now. that part. Don't film that. <laughs> you find that shit on YouTube where they have yeah. like bounty hunters chasing pet- pedos mm-hmm. now. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a there's someone that's been posting videos basically doing the Chris Hansen thing where they like catfish predators and uh-huh. then, like call the police and then they confront them when the police are there. But it's not like a television station. It's just some guy does it on the weekends. And you're like, oh, shit. Mm. All right. I'm going to grab another beer, and then we should get started. What do you guys think? Okay. I'm looking at some swords right now, so take your time. I, I bet you are. Uh, it's, a are Sutton, you... it's a Sutton Who sword made by Jared. <laughs> are any of you interested in playing Baldur's Gate 3? Um... Probably not. I mean, vaguely, but it's based on the 5e engine, so I'm not mm-hmm. super excited about it. Okay, I was just wondering. That's the D&D-based one, right? Yeah. With all the, yeah. the D&D rules? If it was free, I'd probably play it, but I'm not really itching to spend money on another expensive video game. Sure. My uh, brother's trying to get me into uh, Remnant 2. He's really excited about Remnant 2 right now. It's like a third-person shooter, hacker slasher. Like it's got apparently Remnant One was super good, but a little unpolished uh, by a like an indie company. And so Remnant, but it got a lot of um, it got a lot of praise by the the community it formed. And so Remnant Two got a lot more going on in it. And apparently, it's super duper fun. I've seen some stuff. It looks it looks like something I think Aaron would like. I don't typically like. Like you said, third person, third like third person shooter. I think it's I think it's third, mm. yeah. Like I, I literally, the, it came out uh, last Tuesday, so literally like the, the two days before I left on my vacation, so I haven't got to touch it at all. And ever, I'm really late to the party. My brother's super excited about it. He's like, he he started playing while I was gone. Um, so third person shooter it. ARPG. So it's like Diablo mm-hmm. with a gun. I can get behind that. Uh huh. Oh, the uh, what's it called? Remnant. Like Remnant. Remnant two. two. Yeah. Yeah. I know several people that are playing that. Most of the Diablo guys. Yeah, it looks like it's got a lot of really cool features in it. Um, also, they said one of the things that apparently the, the Remnant 1, one of the biggest things that everybody was kind of sad about is it was really focused on the firearms and there was a melee component, but it was kind of a throwaway. It wasn't some, It wasn't like a primary way to play the game. And so something mm-hmm. they wanted to do this time was actually reward players for wanting to try to kind of put down their gun and swing things at things. Um, I say things because it is really wacky. The, the weapons are wacky as hell. Yeah. Um, so it looks it looks fascinating and fun. It also looks like your jam, like an indie game making an ARPG like wanting to do something different, make it like endlessly playable, supported heavily by the community. Sounds like something, Aaron. Oh, also, it's a little bit cheaper. I think it's only fifty bucks on uh, the base price. Is just a little bit cheaper than other games right now. It is. I'm looking Ooh. at it. Should we talk about Diablo? 
No. What's uh, going on? How the company ruined its fucking game with a <laughs> you, single update? You mentioned that last time. On the, oh wait, uh, the last that's cast. all. I, that's all I wanted to say. Okay, we're cool. done. Deal. <laughs> so whatever. No, I have to rebut mm-hmm. just a little bit. So I haven't played it very much, but yeah, I actually think if you take a step back, the changes were for the better. They just released it in an advanced beta state on release, and they shouldn't have done that. Mm. Yes. You should not play a premium price tag for to play the beta. Like, that is dumb. Right. Um, and so if they were going to do something like that, they needed to just put the money into playtesting it and then fix it. Sure, but, but if you just picked up Diablo in, let's say, two months from now after it's gone through its first three months of trial and error, I think it's still going to be a very good game. Um like, I still think the actual open world campaign is gorgeous and probably worth the price just by itself. Oh, I uh, liked the game before they nerfed my character a bunch. Right. That, so the problem is, problem. yeah, I totally get it. And most people have that issue. It's like, you nerfed my character. Fuck you. Well, take a step back. What if you just built a new character now? They also nerfed all the monsters. So anyway, I I, I, I feel like I lost about three weeks of progress that I had worked through. And so if I'm going to pay a premium and then grind and then you're just going to waste my time. I'm pretty upset with that. I'm waiting to see if the next update fixes it, but so far I'm not excited. Sure. We good to go? Uh-huh. Let's let's do this. <clears throat> I thought it, I thought it could have been the gang loses bets or maybe <laughs> one member of the gang loses bets. Triple. Oh, here we go. Uh you just listened to Parker's back. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it should be that's not what it should be at all Sierra, do you feel more valued now I'm the little white on the, on the top of dog shit yeah the, the white mold alright um, so today we are doing uh, movies uh, specifically comedies released after the year 2000 um and going first today is last in order, first in our hearts, Aaron. <laughs> okay. Uh, comedies after 2000. My opinion, yeah. there's only one slam dunk, and I'm taking it because it is a fucking okay. awesome movie. And that is... Oh. I'm just gonna I'm just going to type it out first. You should. The Hangover. Ooh. Oh, I have to... Hold on, I have to backspace. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> Yeah, nice. I know I stole yours. I was like, that's a good one. Because that is a fucking amazing movie. Um, I don't love, like, super slapstick, so it's almost borderline too much in that direction, but it doesn't fucking matter. Those guys are so hilarious. Okay. I do like me some Zach Galifianakis, and um, what's his name? Um, Bradley Cooper has grown on me over the years. All right. uh, Parker and me have a, um, what's it called? Suicide Pact. So, um... I'm going to go next, and uh, I'm going to say Grandma's Boy. I knew that was coming, and I, I was so excited for you to say it, because I mm-hmm. it's, it's your favorite movie. You talk about it so much. It's not my favorite movie, but it's the movie of the three I'm going to choose that I feel like might get stolen, because <laughs> I don't think you guys are going to name the other two movies, uh, and if you do, actually, I will never forgive you. I don't think anyone's gonna, I don't think anyone can pick mine, so let's, let's see how that goes. Okay. Uh, well, Jeremy's next, so we'll see how Jeremy's goes. Um, well, I'm going to choose the other obvious one, which I absolutely love. Watch any time. Uh, Dodgeball. Love that movie. It's fucking funny every single time. Hell yeah. uh, Aaron, was that on your list? Uh, so I actually have six. 
Okay. I, that was not so. It would have been one of my top three had we not chosen it for sports. But I, I highly concur, Jeremy. It is a, a top notch post two thousand. Two thousand four. Uh, I quote yeah. the uh, the scene where they're doing the car wash, and they have that one guy who keeps coming through to get his truck washed by the, the loot <laughs> oh, guy, yeah. and he's just like getting there all nice and deep. Like I say that to people <laughs> daily. Oh yeah, it's a highly quotable movie. Yeah, yeah. nobody makes my, me bleed my our own captain, blood. Our captain was crushed by two tons of irony because <laughs> <laughs> he got crushed by a luck of the Irish side. <laughs> oh my god. Patches Ohulahan. I quoted the oh, dodge yeah. stuff. I was like, the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, yeah. dunk, dip, dive, and dodge. Yeah. And Simon was like, you said dodge twice. I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, and he's that's like, the point. But, why, but you said dodge. Like, he didn't understand. I was like, are you fucking telling me you've never seen dodgeball? And he's like, what's that? I almost strangled him. It's a true underdog story. Yeah, <laughs> I is. know. <laughs> I mean, right, so many uh, good things from the uh, the pre asshole Lance Armstrong cameo to yeah, the, uh, oh yeah, my favorite. I can't get enough of that ESPN eight <laughs> the Ocho. The, Every uh, time someone says the words ESPN eight, I cannot <laughs> physically not say the Ocho. Yeah, yeah. My my favorite part in the whole movie is when they get the uh, the costumes mixed up, and they're just like, oh, yeah. guess we they gotta go, guess we costumes. guess we gotta go play. <laughs> We're oh. going to forfeit if we don't get out there. It's like, are you daddy? I guess this is yours. Dude, it's just yeah. every, every two minutes, there's just good yeah. jokes in yeah. it. Uh, whole, J- whole there's a guy on our J- team dressed like a pirate? Yeah. <laughs> Jason Bateman's like, character is so the opposite of every Jason Bateman character. Yeah. Pepper Brooks, the, the announcer. Yeah. That, that I love. It's a bold I, move, Cotton. Let's see how it goes for. I love, I love how he just like commits hard to that total throwaway yeah. character. It steals it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Secretly, the third judge the whole time was Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> he gives him a thumbs up. Yeah. I won that tournament. Fuck you, Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> just such a. It's uh, so good. It's such a quotable movie. Frankenstein. Right. Parker, Frankenstein. you're up. Um, so my Blazer. eight. My blazer, blazer, blazer. <laughs> we got so many azers. Blaze, laser, and blazer. Uh, those. Okay, uh, so mine is super fast. As, as somebody said, as soon as somebody says comedy, not close. My favorite homage sl- slash spoof. I don't know how they accomplished this right down the middle. Hot fuzz. Hot I fuzz love the good. movie Hot Fuzz. Um, Hot Fuzz is the only movie I actually had to. I missed part of the movie because I was laughing, laugh crying so much. I actually lost like f- four or five minutes of the movie the first time I watched it um, mm-hmm. because I I couldn't handle the jokes. Every four seconds is a joke, and you can watch the movie five times and still find jokes that you didn't remember with the, the last time. It's yeah, it's amazing. A cinematic achievement. Also, how do you like make fun of Point Break and Bad Boys Two, and also somehow make the movie that also, like the mm-hmm. entire last quarter of the movie is just an action movie, a la the movies they're Bad making Boys. fun of in the first three quarters. Like it's perfect. Um, the scene where it's revealed, like he has this great Machiavellian plan for how you know the the murders have been happening, and as it turns out, it's just a bunch of old people who really want their town to be a certain way, and that's it. Like, that's the whole motivation. Mm-hmm. Like, I love everything about that movie. It's yeah. just spot on. Hot Fuzz is my favorite one of the, that, like, series of movies. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the scene where uh, the guy's loading the shotgun, he's like, shame. Yeah, <laughs> shame. Like, it's like, I use that gift daily. Yeah, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost is, like, they've done a yeah. bunch of stuff together, and that one is mm-hmm. 
spot on. All right. Parker, you're up again. Um, I'm going to go with my other uh, laugh cry. I fell out of my chair at the movie theater, and that's uh, Team America World Police. Mm. Um, Good one. That that movie is one of those that I, I think I'm going to alienate some people with it because you can definitely watch that movie and not find it funny. But yeah. God, God damn, that scene, the, the, the sex scene is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like everything leading up to it, which is just, I can't I can't make love to another man after my my husband died. I just couldn't imagine losing someone. I uh-huh. could only make love to someone if, if they could ever die. It, it used, the marionette turns. I will never die. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you have to promise me. He's like, I promise. It's just like, I swear, I will never. No matter what, she, I promise. She goes to shush. They go to shush him, and the the marionette hand just like scrapes oh, yeah. against the eye. Because I love how I love how they left off. They left in every terrible marionetting like they couldn't do correctly. Mm-hmm. The part that that won the movie was the opening scene where the, the marionettes have a kung fu fight. And it's just two marionettes bumping against each other for like twenty oh, yeah. seconds, and it's mm-hmm. I just was crying. I was crying. Yeah. Uh, so anecdote, real quick. Uh, the Alamo Draft House was going to show the movie The Interview, which is also a fun comedy that you should probably check out. Um, and because of the threats that uh, Kim Jong Un would, you know, nuke the U.S. if we showed that movie on release day. Uh, they instead, anyone who had bought a ticket for the interview got a free ticket to a re-showing of Team America World Police. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, bro, you made the wrong decision. Like yeah. you, it was so much worse. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. they actually portrayed you in a fairly decent light in the interview. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Jeremy, you're up. Um, I'm gonna go with a, a kind of a deeper cut here that always fucks me out of winning these things, but I absolutely love it. Uh, Euro Trip. Have you seen that? Mm. Uh, I have. That's a good one. Oh my god, the definitely the best of the trip movies. If yeah. if people haven't seen it, Jesus Christ, it is just so good with jokes and cameos. Mm. There's just people in it like all over the place, and like so many of them are young, and now like you see them in movies and stuff, and they're all grown mm. up. But oh, it's just Euro Euro Trip is one of the National Lampoon's movies, right? Yep. Yeah, so in my opinion, it is like the grandma's boy of Happy Madison. It's like it was the lightning in the bottle where like yep. the whole movie was great, not just parts. Oh my god, just every bit of it. Where where he's they go to the the party and they're all dancing around and all of a sudden the boyfriend the, is sitting there listening and the guy at the stage is singing the song about him not knowing that the girlfriend is cheating on him. Donnie doesn't and know. Everybody's oh, Scotty, singing Scotty, Scotty, doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty, Scotty yeah, doesn't know. Scotty. It's Matt Christ. Damon singing yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's Matt it's, Damon. Yeah. It's Matt Damon acting it. He didn't actually sing it, is what I understand. Sure, yeah. yeah. I didn't think he was actually singing. But yeah, Matt yeah. Damon is playing the singer who yeah. is singing Scotty doesn't know while making out with his girlfriend on stage. Yeah. Oh, it's, and then they drink absinthe. Scotty. They drink, yeah. they drink absinthe and like he fucking makes out with his sister and they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. You can't tell anyone about this. Yeah. And they're like, you made out with your sister. Just, yeah. oh, just endless things like that. But yeah, I love that movie. It's so funny. Okay. Uh, so I have to tell you guys, my heart's been in my throat this whole time. So we'll be desperately that you guys didn't pick my movies. <laughs> All right. So I got my second one ready. Uh, Idiocracy. I, I okay. this movie daily. I know. You love I that literally one. That's told fair. Parker yeah. the three movies I was picking. 
Okay. Uh, and I was like, no matter what, you can't pick these three or I'll kill you. Uh, like, I this did, is not I, an exaggeration. I, I will kill you. Uh, Idiocracy was on my top four. I took it off for you because I was like, I'm yes. not. I'm not. Yes. I'm not taking it from Brandon. Yeah, you showed good. me. That. I feel like. I feel like I have to preempt this. This is a lot like Team America. This movie is offensive. It is intentionally <laughs> offensive. It is a satire movie. It is yeah. making fun of how ridiculous society has gotten. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot like Always Sunny. If you like Always Sunny, I imagine you're going to fucking love Idiocracy. Uh, but it is it is so absolute. It is one of the most quotable movies I've ever seen. And it the the... It's so funny because of how, so how realistic it is. A lot of it, my friends call it the documentary. It's it's so great. Uh, it's a Mike Judge film. It's super fun. Also, the cast like knocks it out of the park. Like Luke Wilson, yeah, they Maya do. So, they sell it so hard. This is yeah, like oh, Terry so Crews good. early, early in his career. Yeah, early Terry Crews who plays President Camacho. Oh God, oh, <laughs> the my smartest God. man on the planet at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, without spoilers, let's keep going. Uh, Aaron, you're up. You got two picks in a row here to close it out. Okay. Well, my top, uh, my top two still on the board. We're going number two is going to be horrible bosses. I love horrible losses. Good choice. Yes. Bottom line: Have you ever had a boss? Yes. You should watch this movie. God, Jennifer uh, Aniston, Charlie, Charlie oh Day's God. breakout role. Yep. Out of the out of Always Sunny, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick, not Patrick Bateman. Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason and Bateman. The guy from Ed Holmes. The guy from The Office. I want to say. Yes. The Ed guy Holmes. who plays Andy. Yeah, yep, yeah, you got it. Okay, and then Wait, my is that? I don't think it's him. Anyway, keep going. My quote Ed Helms. Movie. Ed Helms. Ed Helms. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Aaron. Please continue. Uh, am I here? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I cannot. Just speak louder. Um. Aaron's done. All right, my turn. <laughs> no. Uh, so number three is Zombieland. Okay. Uh, this has Good a one. little bit of a backstory. I don't actually think it's like the best movie, but uh, I started to watch this movie for some random reason, uh, thinking it was just like a, a, a B-rate, you know, zombie flick. Mm-hmm. Uh if you have not seen it, you should expect a B-rate zombie flick because you will be uh, so ecstatic when you get done watching it that it was not a B-rate zombie flick. Yeah. Uh, it has zombie. a lot of self-deprecating humor that pokes a ton of fun at the genre while also being an interesting movie to watch. It, yeah. It's kind of like Hot Fuzz in that it's 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 an homage and a spoof kind of at the same time. It holds it up as art and also like shows you its underside and how you know silly it is. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. Yep. This, that scene with um, Bill Murray just just <laughs> yep. kills me yeah. every time. The whole and Woody, the whole Woody part Harrelson of them. kills it too. Yeah, yeah. Bill, he, so good he, he knocks it. it out of the park. Yeah. yeah, Woody Harrelson totally kills it. Bill Murray is one of the greatest cameos in the history of cinema. Yeah, uh, dude, Bill Murray is like a god now. Like playing, that movie playing, cemented uh, him in Olympus. Like playing him playing himself as a zombie <laughs> and oh, just so playing funny. himself playing so a zombie play playing him. Yeah. Okay. Play uh, yes. He's so good. All right. Uh, my final movie. Uh, I cannot emphasize enough. This is an amazing film. Uh, MacGruber is a oh, satire film that is a. Um, it's a Saturday Night Live spinoff from the MacGruber character. Uh, it is so fucking hysterical. I cannot believe that this movie is not seen by more people. Every time I tell somebody about MacGruber, they've never seen it. I'm so surprised. Um, It's got Val Kilmer in it, in his role of a lifetime. Uh, If you like Val Kilmer, please see this movie. If you like uh, satire movies, please see it. And if you just like comedy in general, please see it. It is so funny. 
Uh, Jeremy, you're up. Um, probably one of the funniest movies of all time. Super bad. Mm-hmm. That Super movie is just fucking hilarious, start to finish. Uh, for just uh, I don't know, everything about it's great. This it's a great is, movie, coming of this, age movie, just fucking amazing. This is actually going to be one of those that I will say, I. I Watching it when it came out, I was super. I loved it, yes. But watching it later, it lost its magic really fast. Like its veneer really faded quick. Maybe it's just like I'm. 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 I can't do coming of age movies anymore. But I thought I could. Mm. But I mean, I want to so, watch that one as an adult. It, it immediately. I was just kind of like, ugh, these kids are gross. <laughs> like I just. So well, you're also a teacher. Yeah, yeah, that also doesn't help. Yeah. Um, I will say that I think that this movie ages very poorly. It's definitely a place in time movie because mm-hmm. it, it's it really encapsulated the transition of the last generation to this generation, and it was like you don't really have cell phones yet. Like it's we're not in the information age yet. It's still like before children could afford cell phones, but it was when like everyone was just desperate to get alcohol and be popular. And it's it's a high schooler movie. It's definitely the best high schooler movie I think I've ever seen. Like if if you like Twenty One Jump Street, I think you'd also really love Super Bad. But that being said, a lot of people have seen this movie. It's a really popular movie, yeah. so I I think it's great. Uh, but it definitely is a place in time movie. Yeah. So I get to finish it off, huh? Yep. Last uh, thing. This last one really blew me away that nobody picked it. This is the one I, I didn't think anybody would pick mine, but this is the one I thought. At least the one strong pick. Okay. Uh, it's actually uh, <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Ooh. Uh, you want to We're talk about you want you want to talk about a movie that you know, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy from the very beginning. You're like you're gonna love. I'm gonna love this movie. Like as soon as the as soon as the title ran, I was like I'm gonna love this movie. As soon as they did the previews that aren't previews in front Dude, of it, that yeah. was fucking amazing. That was Scorcher it was. Six. I was crying. I was. Crying. Oh my gosh! It was and and that's like literally moment two. Like you're two seconds mm-hmm. into the yeah. movie and you're already realizing what this movie is gonna be. It's so so good um one of those movies that that it's also a phenomenon because it people talk about it always as how did this movie get made how did this movie get watched how did this movie get loved like because it has so many things that break all these very taboo you know uh, stereotypes that you just can't you're just not supposed to touch these things in cinema and they just do and they just roll around in it like mud Mm -hmm. and and it does and they come out clean on the other side a lot of the a lot of the really dark stuff that they do, they're pointing fun at how it's not okay to do those things. Mm-hmm. Cause so it's not like coming at it, it's like, man, isn't it right. fun when like this guy does blackface? It's like, well, no, because he's the asshole in the situation. Like right. they're saying this isn't okay, but it isn't ridiculous that some people think it's okay for them to do this shit. Right. And so like, I think that's why a uh, uh, much like idiocracy and stuff like they're making fun of the people who think this is acceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Tropic Thunder is definitely a plus plus. Like it's a great pick. Also, like t- Tom Cruise's cameo in it is so yeah. over the top and weird and awesome. Uh, even like the the straight man, Jay Br- Jay plays like the straight man, right? The only like normal person amongst these mm-hmm. actor crazy people. He is actually really funny in it. Like he has great lines. It's awesome. Straight. Like Jack Black's one of my favorite. He's one of my like actor heroes. Yeah. I love him. So th- it has just. So wonderful, wonderful movie. I think this is Tom Cruise, Ben Stiller, and Jack Black's best performance as an actor. 
<laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like all three of them literally just home run swing grand derby. Like they, they killed it in their roles. But Robert, Robert Downey for Robert being, Downey does a lot of work too. Robert Downey does a lot of good, but he's yeah. a great actor, right? right? Like like we've seen him do great acting. And sure, he is amazing in this movie, but like it's nothing that you haven't seen from him before. It's where like, you know, most of the time when you see Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller, they are themselves in movies. Jack Black is very much typecast as Jack Black in movies. And mm-hmm. he is very much Jack Black in this movie, but his character is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you uh, say also, Ben Stiller, do you mean Simple Jack? Yeah, Simple Jack. <laughs> he also, got an Oscar nomination. Uh, Would have been nice. Also, uh, <laughs> this is the movie that introduced me to Danny McBride. This is the first time I remember seeing yes. Danny McBride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and everyone knows Danny McBride is the light it explosives up. expert. Yeah. And then, and Mother then, Nature oh. just pissed its pants, <laughs> Also, now I know the sound it makes when it lies. Like that yeah. line. Oh God, Nick Nolte. Yeah, Nick, Nick Nolte, so but also Danny McBride playing opposite Nick Nolte, and like that dynamic yeah. was just yeah. so much fun. There are so many things in this movie that are just like playgrounds, right? Just these guys got to mm-hmm. play with this amazing content. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, like lightning in a bottle, hundred uh-huh. percent. Could yep. not recreate it or Do, make it again. No, 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 shot. No, don't. I, I, Zero. I'm sure they have zero interest because they did it right. Like this is it. Yeah, they, they, they succeeded. The yeah. top of the they mountain. Wasn't Matthew McConaughey? The, Matthew um... McConaughey is in it. There's yes. Oh yeah. So many people in this movie. I got your TiVo. Like like that. Oh yeah. He's like so that, excited about he that. He chucks yeah, yeah. the TiVo into the missile to save them and runs off yeah. into the jungle. That's one of my favorite moments. He chucks the TiVo and then you look down <laughs> and he just goes yeah and he runs into the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> He just disappears into the jungle. Like I love, that movie I love is that. So nuts, yeah. And it's exactly the right amount of campy. Uh-huh. Oh man, yeah. No, a hundred percent. Great, great pick. Yeah. Um, I put a lot of thought into mine because I, I knew I was going to get to pick this two weeks ago, and so I. These are the maybe the movies that made me the way I am. I don't know. <laughs> I would say those are your signature picks. If I were to yeah. pick some, I would say those. Um, there is a anyone who knows of... me well is going to be able to pick out of a lineup which movies I picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a ton of good ones. Um, Are you looking to see if we picked a movie? No, hot off the presses. Uh, Winter Soldier operative just got spoiled at Gen Con. I have his card right oh, here. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll look at it later and talk yeah. about it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already way over time. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure anyone who really cares is already going to be googling that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, anyone have honorable mentions? I have an honorable mention that I don't think is that like high up in my tiers, but it's a movie that a lot of people haven't seen that they should take some time to see. Uh, is Fanboys? Great movie. Anybody familiar with Fanboys? Fanboys yep. is good. It's a um, it's a Star Wars homage spoof movie as well. Uh, it is a group of people in the late late nineties slash early two thousands. Uh, that are massive Star Wars fans, and their friend, uh, no spoilers, comes down with terminal cancer and um, is not going to live to see the release of Episode One. So they decide to drive across the country and break into Skywalker Ranch to steal the movie film and watch it before it comes out so he's not going to miss out and they can watch it together. Uh, and it's a heartwarming comedy, and it's super fun, and it's a great uh, glimpse into the pop culture of Star Wars. Uh, my honorable mention is another Ben Stiller one that has just super quotable, and I hate that the sequels exist because they they just destroyed something beautiful. Uh, Zoolander, 
I loved the first Zoolander. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's also one of those that not a lot of people have seen because it was quietly released. It wasn't like a I big... think a lot of a lot of these a lot of people our age have seen it. Right. Yeah. It, it was. A, it's a really quiet. It did not stay but, well. No. It, it fell off quick. Oh, but man, it the ga- the piano key necktie. Oh my gosh! Yeah. The 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 like <laughs> you never knew who could die from a, f- a freak gasoline fight accident. Like the yeah. gasoline fight accident. Yeah. <laughs> like the concept yeah. that they're so also. Um, uh, yeah, but why male models? Like after he does like the whole monologue about why male models, and he comes back. Yeah, which is a super famous mo- uh, a moment that Ben Stiller listened to that whole monologue and totally he like halfway through he forgot his line so we just said it again and they just kept and acting he's it. like i just i just told we you just explained it like <laughs> and he just stares an just stares at him <laughs> like literally like what is it uh david decoffney calls it's him da- idiot yeah david decoffney yeah david decoffney yeah it's like that that scene oh, also the with their under cars like all he had to do was turn left he goes oh lots of people can't turn left <laughs> just like <laughs> It's like, I can't say this. You're fucked. <laughs> oh, there's... Oh, it's another one of those. It's the same... It's like, I think uh, Zoolander walked, so movies like Tropic Thunder and uh, Dodgeball could run. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. I think it was like the first. Yeah. It was their mm-hmm. try at that totally zany, off-the-wall, look how weird this is. Mm-hmm. I am super proud of the movies we put together. I think all of these are great. Um... Zombieland would never have been in my top picks, but I just, I don't know why I didn't think of it, because it's definitely a movie everyone should see. Like, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing on its own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of these movies, I would easily sit down and watch, except for Eurotrip, that sucks. But, like, Whatever. all of these I would sit down <laughs> and just uh, watch. If they so were. I've got an honorable mention. There's two movies that go back to back, and I okay. absolutely, I love both of them. Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Get Him to the Greek. Both oh, of those Get movies the Greek is are great. fucking yeah. brilliant. Kim the I, Greek is like crazy weird. Like it's such a weird movie, but it's, well, it's so not really fun. that weird. It's just hilarious. It is it's not, funny. It's good. Uh, it, it's not that weird. Ooh. It's just, uh, it's just crazy. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like I will watch that whole movie just to see the the original <laughs> musical he writes. Oh, is it amazing? That the, the the Muppet musical with Dracula, like that. And the the main actor wrote that movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I listened to a whole um podcast about it. The main actor wrote that fucking movie, and he wrote it basically about his whole life, and he really did want to put together that puppet fucking musical thing. Jason Jason Siegel. Yeah. Yeah. And he got together with um the guy who produced it, who produces all those movies. And uh, convinced him to he could he could do it, and they did that. But, um, uh, yeah, I love that movie. Another honorable mention that nobody's fucking ever seen is a uh, in the same vein as Get Him to the Greek is a uh, it's a comedy called The Rocker with Rain Wilson from who plays uh, Dwight on The Office. It is yeah, I've not seen that fucking but... hysterical. I've seen pieces uh, he, of it. I've never seen the whole thing. He basically, he starts a band with his friends in the late 80s, and they, basically they hit it big, and the opening scene is the manager tells them, hey guys, I got great news, hands the guy 50 bucks, and it, Rain Wilson's character, and says, go grab us some beers, this is going to be great. So he runs to get the beers, as soon as he shuts the door, he goes, okay guys, I got big news, you, got, you just got signed to a record label. And they're like, that's amazing, why aren't we waiting for the for our buddy to tell him? He's like, 
he needs to leave uh, because the only way they're going to sign you to the group is because the owner of the label needs his son to be a drummer. And so he's, they're going to replace this guy with his son. And they're like, well, he's our like best friend. Like He named the band. We're not going to get rid of him. <laughs> and he's like, it's $200 million. Like, so we're going to be real bad. Like, Sorry about that, but like, we got to go. And they literally just leave. And he's going to get the beers. And he comes back and they left and he realizes what happens and he chases them down and it's like screaming at their van. It's a whole thing. So then it cuts to 20 years later and he's doing a data entry job and he's just like lifelessly staring at a computer screen and it's Rain Wilson. And this guy's like, dude, check it out. I got this new Vesuvius album and they're like Metallica big. (laughs) And it's the guy's like, I don't care. And then he ends up like punching the guy in the face because he's shoving the album in his face. And he uh, loses his job and he's like literally has to move in with his sister and live in their basement because he's a fucking failure. And it's, oh, it's so great. Uh, but the movie picks up from there and it's super funny. I, I've seen it pop up many times. I've just never clicked on it. It's so good. It, it's a hidden gem. I'll Nobody check knows it out. about that movie. Cool. Alrighty. I assume everybody wants to go to sleep. So, uh, mm-hmm. yes, sir. Thanks everybody for chatting. Goodbye, everyone. So long. Bye. Good night, Aaron. Oh, thank you for acknowledging me. I was waiting for you to say something. (laughs) Oh, I didn't see you there. (laughs) Aaron, I'm going to have to cut in a previous time where you said your name now. I hope you know that. (laughs) No, you better leave that shit just the way it was. No, that's not going to happen. Aaron, if there's one thing I know about abusive relationships (laughs) is you need to not let others know you're being abusive. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. Uh, this has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jeremy. And, and you just... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> is this where I clap? I'm is this done. where I clap? I'm done. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <Aaron>. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Put it in bed. Aaron, Aaron I swear to God, you already went. <laughs> <laughs> How does this keep happening? Ah. (laughs) God damn it. And most of the time, I think you just give me shit for fun, but there are times when it hurts. (laughs) Are those times now? (laughs) Okay. All right. I was so focused on coming up with a name. For the episode. I know why. I do exactly that as the reason. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, I'm done. No. Do your sign off. You're good. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm waiting for you, Aaron. Nope. We're going to wait for you because you're important. I refuse. <laughs> but we'll be here for a long time. Then. <laughs> he muted himself. <laughs> All right, fine. fine. We're, we're going to move on because that's what Aaron wants and that's what's important to me. <laughs> We can't control his feelings, but we can control him signing off or not signing off. Well done. This is great. Okay. Uh, I'm just a monster. All right.